It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Yeah, Light Power B48, my hotel. Local people on the ground radio. It's your brother Boy. We're doing news, news, and more news. Going to get it in nice tonight. Listen, I got a little thing, a couple things going on out and about. My family over here in grandmother house. My pops over here. going to be a little bit quiet. We're trying to get everybody in. Had to make sure the show got started off right. And we like to get praise in that Turner. Glory to God. You know, I'm the spirit of Dr. Khaled to do Muhammad. Praise how he's coming. Glory to Ida B. Wells on the spirit of Sister Sammy Luhema. The uh, Revolier, who we got out there on the lines. I can't get into the chat room this moment. The Revolier, who out there on the line. Right on the hold out there. I'm going to hold up. I can't even really see who in there holding on, overly aching, run smooth and everything for tonight. Uh, like we said, we're going to do a news. Um, we're going to do some of everybody news, some of all of this madness. We're going to just touch up on everything and you know, really get it in. We don't want to have no problems tonight. Uh, make sure that y'all are strapped on your seatbelt. We'll get it rocking real live, get it rocking real right. Uh, the news of the weekend, we out. It started getting cool. Uh, you know, the bodies are falling everywhere. Right, who's that out there on the line? I hear you out there. Hello? Oh, uh, Black Power, what's going on? Black Power, who am I speaking with? This is Brother Bourne. Who am I speaking with? It's the host of the show. Who is this? Oh, um, yeah, this is um, this is Sister Worth. Um, I'm a member of UAM, and I'm also a Black Panther Party member. Well, all right, probably. Well, uh, tonight, tonight we got news, news, and more news. And uh, we, we, we normally give uh, the, uh, news and information on what's going on in UAM on a regular basis because that's just, we all, you know, Baba Automatics is a friend to the uh, to the room. But right now, I'm, I'm coming in. I just really just turned the show on, and I'm trying to get my co-host in because I'm I'm really running around with my father. He just came up from Atlanta with my grandmother, and so I just wanted okay. to make sure that everything set off. Okay. Um, yeah, the Black Panther Party. Could you um, just give a little bit of background of what y'all got going on here? Because a lot of people are, are very interested in building chapters. Of the Black Panther Party. So if you could, since you want to line, could you give you know people a little bit of background and maybe some direction on where they could go, where they could turn? Well, um, I'm a Black Panther Party leader. Um, I'm over the whole New York region, and um, I'm a part of the Black Panther Party Power Movement, which is an extension of the original Black Panther Party. Uh, myself, as well as the chairman, uh, Chairman Greg T. G2 Gibson, 
from Ohio, um, and Sean Miller, our national spokesperson. Uh, we were all trained by original Black Panther Party leaders and mentored by original leaders. Um, so um, we're combining um, the theory behind the Survival to the People programs with uh, Dr. Claude Anderson's Poweronomics uh, combination, combination of community building plus uh, building uh, businesses, black businesses, building commerce, building real estate to empower black people. We're combining that and uh, we're recruiting around the world to get black people on board to uh, support us in that area. But uh, not only support, but actually build. We're looking for people who are builders and people who are going to be concrete and um, and putting out, you know, Black Panther ideology to raise the consciousness of the people, but also um, in uh, encouraging the people to come together in solidarity against social injustices. Hmm. All right. Well, um, as you said, it's the Black Panther Party Power Movement. Yes. And well, is there a, is there a website or is there some way that you know some of the people can get a in contact, where should they go to look, you know, look into at least being, becoming aware of the things that's going on? In Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the website address is www.blackpanthapartypowermovement.com. And when you go to the website, you can look up what we're about, uh, what we believe in, which is uh, the original Black Panther Party 10-point 10 10 point plat platform and program. Uh, which was originated by Dr. Huey P. Newton as well as Bobby Seale, who is a friend of mine. Um, so we still uh, we still stand on that, and you can read all about you know what we're planning to do, what we do. Um, you can also, if you're interested in being, becoming a member, you can also sign up to become a member and sign up to have you know dues uh, to basically donate your dues on a monthly basis to contribute to the cause, basically. All right. No doubt. No, definitely. Um, is there any movement that's in particular that's going on or any issues in particular that, that you guys are working on that uh, maybe some of the people need to be interested in? Well, um, for me personally, as the leader, I've been trying to recruit in the New York region for the past several months. I've been putting out flyers and also scheduling public meetings no one has been showing up at the meetings. <laughs> um, I've only had like maybe a handful of people to respond to the flyers uh, and to actually say they want to be uh, want to become involved. But uh, people um, people will find that in my communication. I've always said, you know, come and build with me, and um, you know, let's start a poweronomics project together. Let's build community. Let's build um, black businesses. And I've even um, made statements around, you know, doing self-defense classes and um, starting up the free breakfast for school children programs and things like that. So we definitely want to go back to community services. Uh, you know, I was once even a cop watch leader, and I even organized a cop watch group in Harlem when I was living there. Um, so, you know, I've been trying to get people to come together with me so that we can uh, re-implement those things, the research, the Black Panther Party, uh, from the original uh, view on this side of the world. 
Um, but people's lives are so tied up in trying into trying to survive and everything that I think what's happening is that people are um, they're wrapped up in their own lives, in their own world, their own patterns. They want to help. You know, they give good feedback. They like what I'm doing. But to actually dedicate their time and energy, um, it's just not happening. So I definitely need some extra hands. Uh, people who believe in the original Black Panther Party to come and work by my side. Hello? Excuse me, my phone was, I hit the mute button by accident. Really? Oh, but well, you know, um, I would definitely say that at any point in time, like today is our new show, and um, any day that you wanted to, I was, I would love for you to call in and at least, you know, give people updates on what's going on, what's being said, things mm-hmm. that's happening. Um, also, I'm gonna check on your, I'm gonna check on your website because one of the things I'm seeing as a youth nowadays, the youth are really talking about. They want to revisit the Black Panther Party. They're talking about it, especially I'm up here in New Haven. And New Haven, yeah. uh, you know, we're a stronghold for the Panther Party here at a point in time on the East Coast. And, you know, they're that energy right. is here because, you know, things move in like a, a cycle. So we've cycled mm-hmm. up that Black Panther Party energy. And just to move as a power movement, I think that that would be an um, a excellent, a excellent um, thing that, so you could hit up on I'm definitely planning on making sure that I contact contact are are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook, yes. Um you can find me under Worth Value Graham. All right. I was gonna say we have a we have a group on this named after the radio show, a speed on the ground group. And if you if you could um if you added yourself to the group I can um get in contact with you, I can hit your e box. Your, I mean, your inbox, and we can exchange information to see what we can, you know, see how we can try to uh, build some bridges and get some unity because, uh, you okay. know, we in the tri-state. Yeah, because I'm having to recruit other people from that are Black Panthers from other states that they're talking about coming up here and helping me to recruit because, uh, like I said, you know, uh, trying to get brothers and sisters to be dedicated on this side of the world has been uh, like pulling teeth. But, you know, on the note of, you know, young people wanting to get busy and wanting to research the Black Panther Party, uh, the first thing we have to do is we have to raise their consciousness about what the Black Panther Party was about, the original Black Panther Party. And um, we definitely have to, uh, you know, uh, bring up the 10-point platform and program uh, to them. And, and let them know what the ideology is all about because if they're just following rhetoric and just following camaraderie, there's not, it's not going to be meaningful for them. So they need to know what it's all about. They need to know what the original party stood for. They need to know what the solidarity between the original party members meant. Once you become a Black Panther, it's lifetime. It's a lifetime. You can't get out of it. <laughs> you know, it's a part of you. It becomes a part of you. So, um on that note, you know, yeah, I think having a power nomics project would definitely give the youth some innovative and motivated spirit. Yeah, because you youth have dreams. The youth have dreams. They have dreams and they have things that they want to do, things that they want to build, but they need motivation. They need direction. And we can give them that as, as older people in the movement. Definitely. Definitely. 
Um, I just want to check the line real quick, Black Power. What's going on out there, family? I don't know if my co-hosts are on the line right now. What's going on, though, is, I'm, is, is that I'm sitting here and I'm out and about. I'm riding with my pops right now. He's going to come up from, from ATL, so we out and about, so I can't see the chat room because I'm not at my computer. But if, but if any of my co-hosts are on the line, please um, go ahead and introduce yourself. And I'll just you know, just let me know that you're out there and we'll just keep the show uh moving. Uh, I hear somebody else. Another thing that I wanna say is that if you have noise in your background right now, the uh, lines are open. If you have any noise going on in your background and you're not speaking, please mute your microphone. And if you mute your microphone, um I won't have to mute you. And right now I can't mute you, but it would be respectable for the rest of the people on the line so we won't hear your background noise. All right, thank you again. But as you know, up here in uh in Connecticut, the uh the weather is just finally broken up here in the northeast corner. Seems like uh we're gonna jump right from winter into summer yeah, into summertime. You know, we didn't have too much of spring up here, but it seems like, you know, it's going to be warm. So we have to uh, get ready for our new uh, uh, summertime survival course, which will be coming up uh, on this Saturday. We should be having a survival course where what we'll be dealing with is, um, you know, just basic survival, uh, things that you need to know for the summertime, um, which is a lot different than the uh, supplies that you would need in a survival situation during the winter. So we'll be doing that, uh, doing that right there. We'll also be doing a weaponry special where we want our people to get their weaponry up. Where we'll be doing a special where we'll be uh, letting people know what are the best and the you know um, most economical weapons that you can have. Um, plan on putting together a list of at least three weapons that you can get for under a thousand dollars, being a handgun, a rifle. And and also a shotgun. We want to be able to put together our uh, packages so you can be able to get all three under a thousand dollars. You know, especially not only for personal protection, home protection, but also to be um, in order to be a nation, you must be militarized. So you gotta ha- you gotta be made make sure that you can be able to take care of those things that you own. So that's something that's going to be coming up uh, on the Saturdays. Florida House Saturday, we'll be doing that. Uh, our brother Little and our brother Rahe Rule, they'll be heading off that part of the, of the show. But again, like I said, we'll be definitely dealing with our survival tactics again. Right now, as I said, it's news, news, and more news. Whatever news that y'all got going on out there in the world, we want to give it to the people after first, second, and third. So, um, that's what they do out here tonight. Like I said, I'm out here just riding, cruising through the city and seeing what's going on. It was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, one of the things that I found out last year about Memorial Day, which was special, was that Memorial Day was created by the Africans. Africans created it in order to pay respect to the soldiers who uh, fought, gave their lives inside of, uh, you know, doing battle and war over here in these Americas. You know, but they can also... This Memorial Day also was fitted for us to uh, memorialize the memorialize the other, you know, the other soldiers that we've had falling, you know, all the fallen soldiers, and that and that's not only due to police brutality, but also us 
harming each other, but we want to make sure that we give respect to those who have, um, you know, gone through a lot of families who going through the, the loss of life. And, um, you know, we want to always make sure that we give back, you know, praise, as we always do, we always praise the ancestors. So that's the uh, number one thing and a memorial thing that we see for uh, this year is the memorialization of um, Dr. Yosef Ben Yachinah, uh our great ancestor. Oh, hold on one moment. Let's see what's going on out here, family. Let's see. All right. Well, I'm back, though. Like I said, um, our memorial this year was definitely a uh, special special memorial day where we wanted, at least out there in the academic realm, the realm of scholarship, to bring it back that Always praise to Dr. Joseph Ben Yakutan, you know, for the work that he put in uh, out past this uh, spring. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we uh, give that respect to those who came before us to put us on this path. Um, as usual, uh, we also want to give the respect to our elders, the big brother, the big brother who um, his his day just passed, May 19th, which was the elder, you know, El Haj Malik Shabazz, also, uh, you know, commonly known to the people as Malcolm X. So, you know, we gave, uh, you know, we gave that big up for the, for the things that he brought, that fighting spirit, which is still here alive. And as, as Malcolm said, y'all ain't ready for revolution unless you're ready for bloodshed. And revolution means blood everywhere. So, you know, don't use the word unless you're ready for it. So we must always keep that inside our mind and our heart. But before we what's going on out there, family? I want to add on. Before you, brother, uh, brother Little, you out there? Brother Rahe Rule, sister, uh, sister Kamea, you know who I'm looking for out there. I'm looking for this family out there. I know we started a little late on on uh, Tuesdays, a little later than I'm doing with nine thirty. Um, the, the other big news is going on is on uh, the political scene. We we running up on this uh new this uh new presidential race will be coming. And they already got us primed and ready for Negroes to run out there and um, and, and pretend as though they supporting silly Hillary Clinton. And uh, you know, I, I I pray that we we as uh, Africans come with a right mind state this this time around and no vote. We need to go with the no vote this time. You know what the no vote means is that we are dissatisfied with everything that you're doing for. We got to go for a dissatisfaction vote. We have to vote uh, no confidence. You know, like they do when you, you know, like like they do uh, other leaders when they inside other jobs where the workers come in and say, "Here's a vote of no confidence," and so now you must leave. And so we need to have a vote of no confidence on this United States of America. They've done it real wrong. We've seen all the injustices. And one of the things that people want to tell us about the injustices is that we we look at too much to what other people are doing and we ain't working enough on black-on-black crime. Well, we're working on black-on-black crime. And I'll tell you this about black-on-black crime. Everybody got same-on-same crime. The thing that we um, 
are careful, though, when we deal with black-on-black crime and juxtaposed to police murdering us is the fact that black-on-black crime, if you even, if you call the police and whisper that you thought I might have killed somebody, they ain't worried about indictment. I'll be arrested immediately. So that's the problem that we're having when we deal with crime against the African man, woman, and child, is that no one is ever uh, in this system of justice, we, uh, injustice, we no one's ever punished for what's going on with our people. So that's the number one problem that we have, and people wonder why we protest, which I think protesting is, like Dr. John Henry Clark say, a waste of good shoe leathers. After a little bit of time out there walking up and down the street, I realized it. So I'm not saying this from a point of, I'm just saying you waste the shoe leather marching, but I'm saying from a point of then nothing march. And realize that you didn't get nothing but a lot of shoe leather wasted. One thing you can't do, though, at any march is you can recruit young people who don't really know exactly what's going on but have the energy to do something because they're out and about. So you don't steal the energy away from them and what they're doing. And I don't never tell, you know, I'm never, I'm never uh, down on anybody who does protest. It is what it is. You do what you do. I'm not going to stop you from protesting because at least you're doing something with, with thought of getting things better. You know, you are um, out and about in action, you know, and, and, and action is better than action. Uh, we got to keep going. We got to keep going now. I should have said turn the right. Oh, Paul is But as I said, uh, excuse, I'm out with my pop. We, you know, we, we just riding it though and feet on the ground. We ride through the neighborhood. Nah, y'all, we ride through the neighborhood. They got us. They got us paid. It's the most vicious part of the of the city. So you know, we just ride through. Take the next ride. So, people for holding, brother Brown. Hey, Wu, you out there? I got my host in here on the line. Where are y'all at? Where are my co-hosts at? Sister Camille, brother Mekarov, somebody be out there for a second. I just need a, I just need a, a hold up for a second so I can get settled in at my house to get everything correct. I'll be able to go into the, uh, go into the news articles for today. Yo, what's going on, brother Black Power, what's going on, brother? I knew, you, I knew somebody was out there. I knew one of my co-hosts was out there, man. Like I said, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm riding hard right now. I'll be home at the house in a minute. Like I said, I'm out, I'm out with my pops. We, you know, we out in the bottle a little. We just came up for for a hot second. Take the family out. But, you know, um, yeah, man. I'm um, talking about that, that show that we planned on doing, you know, coming up. We had a queen on who was from uh, the I Panther Power Movement. Well, you know, she gave out a little bit of I don't know if y'all missed it. And if the queen still on before you get off, queen, if you still on, I, I would like to get that information again for the people to get up to it. Yeah, because yeah, I had missed it. That would be good. Still here. It's the worst all right. Oh, I'm still man. here. All right. Well, I was just saying, Queen, before you got off the line, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, even if we were speaking, if you could just tell us, excuse me, I just want to make sure I get this information. Uh, it'll be greatly appreciated before the show is over. Because I don't want people yeah. 
while we're on the line. They might not have heard that. Sure, sure, absolutely. Do you want me to repeat it now? No, just give us, a, just give us about, about 10, 15 more minutes. We get a couple more people off. I just want to make sure that everybody is, you know, we get a couple people listening and make sure that everybody's hearing this good, important information. Okay. All right. Well, go, go, if you got any news stories you want to throw in, man, if you can throw in a couple of news stories real quick, I'll try to add on a little bit. But um, I'll be, in, I'll be settled down in about 15, 10 to 15. I'll be settled in, ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what's up. I was on a plantation. I was just going to kick the RBG anthem for the folks. Without a bit, yeah, we definitely need to then Go ahead and play the uh, RBG national anthem. All right, that's what's up. to the people. Um, your communication is not clear. It's breaking up.
Yeah. Power to the people on that one. You know, it's the RBG anthem for the crew. No? Um, I don't know for the people out there, man. They, um, I'm going to play this little uh, clip of what had happened over uh, Cleveland. You feel me? So I played this little news clip about uh, what had went down over up at Cleveland. Now I don't want to play. Look at that. Now I don't want to play. Well, anyway, so um, little Reuters report: Cleveland has reached a settlement with the U.S. Justice Department over what federal authorities have said was a pattern of constitutional policing and excessive use of force. The New York Times reported Monday the settlement could be announced early as Tuesday. The newspaper said, citing people briefed on the matter, the settlement would come days after the judge declared a white Cleveland police officer not guilty in the shooting deaths of unarmed black men and women in 2012. The verdict on Saturday prompted protests that led to at least 71 arrests. The details of the settlement were not immediately clear, Times said. In similar negotiations in recent years, the Justice Department has insisted that cities allow independent monitors to oversee changes inside police departments. Settlements are typically backed by court orders and often call for approved training and revised use of force policies. Our spokesman for Justice Department, Cleveland Police and Mayor Frank Jackson, had no immediate response for comment. The results of the Justice Department investigation released in December found Cleveland police systematically engaged in excessive use of force. Just days before the report was released, the Cleveland police officer shot and killed Tamir Rice, a 12-year-old boy who was carrying what turned out to be a replica gun that typically fires plastic pellets. The shooting is under investigation. The Justice Department has opened nearly two dozen investigations to police departments during the administration of uh, Barack Obama. Federal authorities said this month they would investigate police in Baltimore following the death of Freddie Gray, a black man who died of injuries he suffered while police custody. Six officers have been indicted in Gray's death. I'm going to post that up in the chat, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, the brutality still keep going. And um, when we going to say enough is enough, people. Yeah, black power on that. Find some more news out there. Black power, all right. Oh, there you go. You black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm black. I'm, I'm getting everything shut up right now, man. Let's, I'm gonna look that little thing I read up in the in the chat room. Okay. Probably go holler at that if they want. But you know, man, you know, they just keep uh, killing us every day, man. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, you know, we got a we got a problem with this. And this this is the thing, man. It's like I, the reason why I don't really do a lot of um, I don't really go over a lot of that stuff where we just get murked out like that, is because it just it, it to me as a black man, it's just something that I know what's happening because I'm in it. You know what I mean? And to be constantly browbeating with it, like what happens is it becomes we become um, desensitized to it. It's just like it's, it is what it is. It's like it's normal. You know what I mean? And and I'm saying that because like earlier today, man, I'm out I'm out in the park. So I go in the I go out in the park. You know what I mean? It's like like eleven thirty, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. So I go to the school. I'm about to go work out. So I can hear the gun range popping off. Like we got an out, outdoor gun range out here. I've talked about this before. So I'm hearing the gun range pop off the whole time I'm going up to the park. And so I'm, I'm seeing the kids from the school outside. So I'm hearing the gun range. So I'm whopping off. Police whopping off teeth. So I get up on the teachers, right? White, white boy, white girl. So I'm up on the beast, looking at the beast. I'm like, all right. I'm like, yo. I, Look at the white boy. I said, yo, man. I said, you hear them? I said, how, what you feel about them gunshots going off like that? He's like, what you mean, what gunshot? I said, you don't hear them gunshot? Now this shit goes off right then and there. He was like, oh, oh, I, I, I never even noticed that. I said, huh, I wonder. You ain't never noticed it? I never noticed. Now the, now the, white, the white motherfucking cracker beast. Broad, who I don't even speak to this broad at all. I don't never. I, I trust the cracker white woman less than I trust the cracker white man. I don't know why, but I just do. So I don't even speak to her. So I'm just looking, I'm like, oh, and she starts to speak, you know, on how, oh, yeah, you know, the gun range, it goes off all the time. It's always shooting. It. So I don't even say, no, I just like, I just move away, right? So, uh, you know, um, and, and, and like, what you said about being desensitized, like like what I was saying about being desensitized, seeing all the stories, is that that's what I've, I'm listening to. I'm like, yo, y'all don't know this. Y'all the adults. Y'all don't know this. So imagine the babies who hear who every day, they don't pay no more attention to it. And we like I tell anybody, man, anytime gunshots going north and you care less about them going north, that means you psychologically damaged because anytime you hear a gunshot go off, the instinct in your mind is supposed to be that something life-threatening is happening. And if you don't have a life-threatening type of response to that, then there's something wrong. I'll pick up the beef and broccoli and the chicken for you. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Great. I'm going pop dudes. I had to go. Pop dudes, they needed Chinese today, so I had to go get him some Chinese. But um, again, as I was saying, though, that's the desensitization that we receive off of something like that. So imagine every time they just putting on TV, well, it's, uh, this one got killed, and the police ain't going down for that, and this one got killed. Nowadays, it's just be like, yo, it's normal. Like, I'm talking to black people in the neighborhood, and they're like, yo, man, it's, it's nothing. It's just it's a regular thing, man. We hear gunshots going, it's just a regular thing, and I, and I really feel uh, violated dealing with that, you know what I mean? Because especially dealing with an outdoor gun range that's set up by the police department, FBI, ATF, and state police all come to the same place and shoot their guns right in the middle of our, uh, of our community, 500 yards from a school 
not even 500 yards, like 100 yards from one school, maybe 200 yards from another one, and 500 yards from uh, high school. You got the kindergarten to elementary, middle school, high school, and the college, all surrounding the gun range. You know, and so, you know, it, it definitely uh, turns the city desensitized because, as I said, in our own community, man, people get shot on a regular basis. It's just like, it's like normal. It's like normalized. Like people don't, you know, and they don't really understand that it's, it's uh, a part of what's going on at their gun range is playing a part in your psyche, which makes you extra sensitive. You know what I mean? Because anytime you've got a life-threatening uh, situation going on and you can't react to it properly, what it does is it desensitizes you in that, but it makes you more sensitive in other areas, and that's what we're really dealing with. But um, with that being said, uh, Black Power to everybody on the line, vocal to feet on the ground radio. I see us out there. I see our brother Rahi Wu out there. You know, you know what I'm saying? I see our sister McKay out there. I know, um, is that sister, is that sister uh, Camille out there? I know she's sliding, going to be sliding on there real fast. But I just want to uh, add that right there. But, uh, brother, do you want to add on anything, brother? Hey, rule. Um, sister, sister, uh, sister Queen from the Black Panther Party, I, it was a lot of noise. Yes. You, man. Can you please give me your name again, Queen, so I can make sure I got it right? Okay. I like for people to call me Sister Worth. Sister Worth. Worth. All right. Yes. I am the chairman of the New York region of the Black Panther Party power movement. We are an extension of the original Black Panther Party. All right, that's what's up. Power to the people. Yes, power to the people. Now, I I wanted to make sure that when I spoke to you that I had your name right. Like I said, I was out and about trying to, you know, just trying to make sure that we stay consistent with turning the show on at the right time, but I was just uh, doing a movement. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, brother. I appreciate that. You can call me work. All right, work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all know your work. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a story behind that, but I won't go into that right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we get a little bit more familiar. You get a little bit more familiar over on Feet of the Ground, we might get the story. <laughs> Not so easy, though. Not so easy. But um, respectfully, though, respectfully, uh, you know, we are recruiting and Black Panthers across the globe are uniting. Um, Even uh, I don't really like to speak on the new Black Panther Party because, uh, like I said, Bobby Sell is my friend. And I talked to him on the phone and he has helped to raise my consciousness. Uh, Other original Black Panther Party members, David Hilliard, uh, Elaine Brown, uh, and so many others have helped to raise my consciousness and have mentored me. And um, so, I, you know, Bobby Seale is someone that I trust and someone I believe in. And according to him, there is no new Black Panther Party, you know, because um, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. So what I'm, the point that I'm trying to make is that um, – I have to basically go with him because I believe that because he invented the Black Panther Party, you know, people should get his endorsement if they're going to use his idea or walk in his movement. You understand where I'm coming from? Mm. So um, on the other hand, our people are in crisis. 
we've been in crisis for the past several years. It's been escalating. And at this point, we can't really afford to be divided. So, um, you know, I hear other brothers and sisters uh, saying, you know, we, we've got to connect. We've got to come and, and become one and uh, forget about all the small stuff. Well, that's true, but you also have to give respect to the elders. Um, but um, the point that I'm trying to make is that I'm not really against black people coming together no matter what party they're from or no matter what organization they're from. At this point, we need to do that. At this point, we don't really have any other choice. Um, but, uh, you know, so, you know, we're recruiting on this end, and if anybody feels like they need to come over here and help us out, you know, we could, um, you know, we can go to the streets and pass out our flyers and talk to the people and raise their consciousness and stuff like that. If you feel like you want to link up with me, you're welcome to do that, uh, especially if you are in the movement. So um, I definitely welcome that. Um, so that's where I'm at at this point. And, uh, and Sister Worker, Sister you did, you say you was on Facebook. Um, um, like I said, I'm finally home and I got access to the computer and everything. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to try to look you up on Facebook right now. But yes. when I do that, give me the spelling, how I spell the first. Word, W-O-R-T-H, and then value, V-A-L-U-E, and then Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, my last name. All right, we got a couple. I knew what I was about to say. Now, you right there in New York. I said, now, we bound to have a few mutual friends. I said, now, you know, that's how you can tell nowadays. I'll be looking to see what kind of mutual plans I got. Let me see which ones we got. Well, you know, um, I was, uh, I did I did spend part of my teenage years in New Haven, Connecticut. So we might not already know each other. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If, if not, you know what I'm saying? We, if not, we out here. It's all good. <laughs> if not, we out here. Okay, you know, that's good to know. We met each other now. We met each other now, so at the, at the least we met each other now from a, a, um, at least through diatribe, and hopefully, you know, I mean, nine times out of ten more than likely we'll see each other later on this on this on this road to a BB forty eight. That's what we're looking for. Oh yes, definitely. We can't afford to be divided anymore. We must become one, and mm-hmm. we must pray together. We must work together. We must kill together. Whatever we're gonna do, we need to do it together. We need to have yeah. each other's uh-huh. backs. You know, there's there's no more there's no more space, no more room for division or or gun violence against one another. We need to take those tools that we're using, that we have been using on the streets against one another, and use them against our common enemy, our oppressor, and that is yeah. the white establishment. Yeah, now definitely that, and that's where we at, and that's where we at with it right now. Like I said, this weekend we're going to be doing a show just so we can get people uh, up on their weaponry. Up on survival tactics, up on different things, how to store up, what you need to yes. get, what you need to have stored up during the summer. Because, like I said, a summer survival was different than winter survival. Yeah, you know, the different things yeah. that you need to incorporate in your survival packages. They should be able to change. You should, you know, nowadays you should be born at a point where we might have two different types of uh, survival packs with just mm-hmm. two different sets of survival things going on in them. For depending upon what type of terrain you plan on tackling. What time well, you know, yeah, well, you know what? Disaster preparedness, that's what's up right now because mm-hmm. not only are we dealing with a, a rogue, inhumane, inappropriate, disrespectful, racist police force, but we're also dealing with 
all kinds of things that could happen in terms of natural disasters and stuff like that. So we need to organize in our communities uh, disaster preparedness networks Mm -hmm. that will set up warehouses where we could get food and water and, and, you know, blankets or whatever we may need in case of a, a disaster that may cause us all to lose homes or what have you for several days. Because um, in reality, I mean, at the forums at United African Movement, we, we learn a lot of things. And one of the things we've learned is that, you know, the government, you know, they are collaborating with the elites, the wealthy, to to make sure that they have warehouses and they're set up in case of a disaster, such as an earthquake or what have you. They have their warehouse supplies and stuff set up. But they don't have a plan for the poor. They have this plan that they have includes government officials and the elite. It doesn't include poor people. So when I say poor people, I'm specifically referring to African Americans, uh, poor Hispanics, you know, people who live in ghetto neighborhoods or or, or um, lower social economic communities. You know, uh-huh. we need to organize to to set up our own um, disaster preparedness networks. Um, or disaster relief centers, and that includes a communication plan so that everybody will know where to go if something happens, you know. We'll know where the safe haven is for us, you know, because the government, it is believed, it is widely believed that if something like that happens, if there is a natural disaster or earthquake or something, uh, that the government is not going to come to save us readily. I mean, that's evident in their behavior on an everyday on an everyday basis. So, look at Katrina. All we have to do is look at what we've already seen. All we got to exactly. do is does qualify for reward or your research. So, we look at Katrina, and we see yeah. how the people got treated there. So, almost any of these unnatural, natural disasters, because that's what I, some of them seem unnatural, these yeah. unnatural disasters that are happening, such as these hurricanes that we had, where we had a hurricane, then we had the then we had the storm of the century right on top of it. Yeah. You know, these type of things going on. These are the things that we have to be aware of that, as you were saying, they're looking to lower the population to 150 million. This is not yeah, we, rhetoric yeah. that I'm speaking. You know, this is not yeah. rhetoric. This is not things that I'm saying just because I don't like a certain people, but this is what mm-hmm. they have written down and stated that these are our goals mm-hmm. for the planet. So you have yeah. to believe certain people when they say that they have goals for the planet, when you see them interacting or when you see them um, uh, moving forward on those goals. You know, we uh, our food supply, our, our thing that we got going on is a thing called grow or die. We're, you know, we're trying to get Africans to start growing their own food. Yeah. Start growing your food because you can't keep your mouth in the kitchen are your enemy. If your mouth in his kitchen, then he's going to feed you whatever he feels like, and that's what we're dealing with right now. That's Jay. right. He got to yeah. manipulate it. He got to use experimental tactics on it to mm-hmm. do whatever they want to do to us, and ultimately, I believe their goal is genocide, you know, it's, because there's, there's a blatant disrespect for black lives. Actual fact, and that don't matter what type of black life. See, you know, uh, and you're saying that the black lives, I'm glad you said that because one of the things I want people to, to, to be aware of, I'm not, I understand the black lives um, matters movement. I understand where it's coming from. But I want the people to not be thrown into 
Uh, black women's lives matter. Black men's lives matter. You know, all of our lives matter. Don't let them pull the rhetoric because I've seen this coming down the pipeline with the Black Lives Matter where now we have the separate where there, there has to be a black women's lives matter. Yeah. Well, this is the black men. This is the black children's lives matter. And this is subtle diversion and division. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you because one of the things that bothers me the most is that uh, I've learned in, just in observing uh, the movement and how the government re- responds to the movement, or even white people, whenever uh, we raise issues or we, you know, cry out against social injustices about particular things, I've noticed that, you know, other groups will come, and it's always spearheaded by the white people. They'll always try to water it down by trying to generalize our issues. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to say, oh, well, you know, oh, well, everybody is suffering in that way, or everybody yeah. has suffered that, you know. Mm-hmm. But they, they, what they try to do is, is not only desensitize us, but desensitize the world to what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So that we can't get ultimately reach our potential and what and the goals that we're trying to reach as far as social justice, you know. Yeah. So and that's that's the whole thing. They're trying. They don't want us to get social justice. They don't want us to reach our full potential. So every time we come forth and we try to take control of something or we try to empower ourselves in some way, or or try to stop something that's not right, they'll come forth and they'll try to justify it by saying, oh, well, the whole world is dealing with this. Why should you be so special? Yeah, you and know that, what you're saying that, right? You're saying that. They're going to think, I, I see this on a little cartoon. I watch this cartoon with my daughter uh, called The Incredible. The little mm-hmm. boy facing the race, and the mother, you know, he, he could run real fast, and, and the mother was like, well, listen, everybody's special, right? And he said, you know, he said, you saying everybody's special. You know what that really means? That ain't nobody special. And that's what they and that's what they try and tell us. They like, well look, yeah, just, that's so what they what? try to do. Not so what? You you ain't that special because it's happening to them over there. Ain't nobody special. It's happening to all of us. All lives matter. Well goddamn it, <laughs> it, it seems like all lives matter. Seem like only, exactly. only you know it's only seem like some lives matter. It, it, it never seemed like all lives matter until it said black lives matter. Then all of a sudden, everybody should count. You know, then all of a sudden, we hearing about this. Then all of a sudden, you know, they run the, now they run up. It was a homosexual. I haven't seen this yet, but I've seen going, something going on that I don't agree with the homosexual movement and their and their agenda on how they co-opt anything, anything that black people are doing, and they co-opt it as though it is we, the gay agenda. Gay is like black. We get treated like black people. Exactly, yeah. And, I I, and I'm against that. I'm against that. Yeah, I'm totally, totally against that. You know what I mean? Totally against how they utilize our uh, our oppression, you know what I mean, how we are oppressed and they utilize it as a way to say, well, look, 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 this is happening to me. I've yet, though, I've yet, though, of all the black men that I've seen shot down, I've yet to even see what. I'm not seeing no, you know, listen, I'm not saying that it hasn't been a homosexual shot down by these police. But I have yet to see the flaming homosexuals who are brutalized by these police like that and they're shot down where now it's somewhere you can make it specific like they're targeting you. They're targeting the masculine African man. They're not targeting effeminized black men. 
They don't target you. They have no reason to target you. Not only that, there has, in America, America, white Americans particularly have always done atrocious things to African-Americans in one way or another. We've always had to fight for our rights. We've always had to fight for our dignity. We've always had to fight to stay alive, and it's that way today. You know, mm-hmm. even though things have reverted where where they're trying to, you know, eliminate or take away the the rights that our ancestors fought for in the 60s and 70s, civil rights laws and everything. They're trying to reverse all that. They're trying to bring back the Jim Crow laws and, uh, they're trying to justify it by, you know, a lot of police violence and brutality. And, and, and of course, they're, they're very disrespectful because, you know, they're telling blatant lies as well. Just, there's just no boundaries there. And um, so the thing is that um, they've always, you know, been uh, discriminative towards us, and we've always had to fight back. And we'll always have to fight back. As long as they are alive, as long as they exist, we'll always have to fight back. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just glad that brothers and sisters are waking up to that. And and they're coming out of their complacency and they're saying, I'm not going to take it anymore. And, of course, we don't have any other choice because if, you know, if we don't fight back, then this will probably get worse. You know, you'll probably see, you know, police officers uh, doing uh, worse things, you know, than what they're doing right now. We, we've got to do something. You know, and um, and so that that's um, that's imminent. You know, that's imminent, and it has to be persistent. We have to keep insisting on social, getting social justice. We have to keep insisting on fighting for our rights and insisting on being having the right to vote. We we can't afford to you know sit back and just take things lightly. You know, so one thing that I can appreciate is that brothers and sisters are waking up. And, and I really love the idea that, you know, recently I've been hearing in the media that the Bloods and the Crips have been uniting across the world against uh, racist and unjust police forces. That's no, awesome. That See, this is the thing about, one thing that I know about, about the gangs is that this was bound to happen. If they didn't think white people were arrogant and ignorant at the same time. And the arrogance and ignorance kills. Above Maker, I always make sure I'm, I'm aware of that. It's arrogance and ignorance, it don't really mix well together. And see, because they arrogantly do whatever to us, they, and, but they ignore the fact, see, they ignore where Crips and Blood started at. They ignore the, they ignore the fact that the people are in these games because of abject poverty and the way that they're being treated. Exactly, they, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so they arrogantly flaunt in your face every social ill that they do to you and let you right. know it's nothing. We don't care. We'll do it to you. And arrogance and ignorance don't work when you're dealing with a we're dealing with a majority population. We're dealing with a majority population of people. See, the, the people who really run shit is a few. And you can't have a arrogant, ignorant view control the masses. It just don't. It don't work. Over time, they're they're going to smarten up and kick your ass. Well, the bottom line, exactly. The bottom line is we're not going to take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're going to fight back. Eventually, we're going to come back. We're going to come back stronger yep. than ever. Um, you know, we are we are the most intelligent people on the planet. Every invention in the United States and abroad has been influenced or built by an African person. 
Mm-hmm. There's not one thing on this planet that has not been influenced or touched or built or thought of by an African person uh, without an African person. Perfect. Yep. And and everything that white people have, everything that they have acquired, it didn't come from originality. They have no originality. Mm-hmm. We are far more intelligent than they than they are. We're far more powerful than they are, and we're realizing it. We're waking up to this, mm-hmm. and that's a part of why things have been worsening. It's a part of it. But in, in that happening, that's just going to give us even more power and more strength because we're going to rise above. We're going to come back, and we're going to win. We're not, not, meant to lose, not meant to lose. And we have, we have the greater one on the inside of us. We have that creator on the inside of us. Black people were the first people to walk with God. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? All people emanated from black people. Black people carry melanin. Melanin uh, creates diversity. But that mm-hmm. came from the creator. So we have the greater one on the inside of us. Eventually, we're going to rise above this too. We rose, again. We rose above slavery. Mm-hmm. We rose a bit above the lynching, the Jim Crow era where they were lynching black people all the time. We rose above, you know, above that. And we're going to rise above this too. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're much stronger than what they realize we are. Now, we didn't the African over here. America built the new African and didn't know. They didn't know they built the new, better upgrade Africa. See, they upgraded us over here. They brought all the different tribes together, melded us together, and then put us up under pressure. And pressure is amazing because pressure do one or two things to But pressure oh on melanin. You know, yes. if you put pressure on melanin, melanin is, is like cold. You put pressure on that cold long enough, it's going to turn to a dime. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we are. They don't put enough pressure. You put enough pressure on us, and and we gonna turn to dying. So we that pure mother. Yes. Black power. Black power. Black power. Who's that out there? Sister Camille. Oh, that's what. Oh, there you go. What's going on, Sister Camille? Be forty-eight. Be forty-eight, King. Be forty-eight to the family. That's, that's indeed. We got the sister. The sister. Uh, work. Sister Worky out there in New York City. Um, she worked with a, a, a part of the Black Panther uh, Party, uh, Black Panther Party Power Movement, and also the sister is um, frequent to UAM. And I let her know, you know, we are definitely, we, if we ain't fans of nothing else, we fans of the UAM and Baba Alton Matt. Mm-hmm. There's going to be one organization that I finally decide to join. Looks like it's going to be UAM. Well, y'all need to come out to the forums every Wednesday. The forums are awesome. We well, have I, I've speakers. been to a few of the forums myself. Yes, we have speakers that come in from all over the world, conscious black speakers, powerful people. Dr. Umar Johnson, Professor Grist. We've had all of them, and they come through, and they come through more than once throughout the year sometimes. Well, we'll be hearing I, some I first powerful saw the general. Things. I saw the general, Sarah Sutensetti, at the UAE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can. I mean, we'd be hearing some powerful stuff. I mean, your consciousness will get raised if you come here every Wednesday at seven. I mean, it's just a well, awesome for me. The, the highlight is Bob Maddox. Whenever he's there and um, sharing his wisdom, to me, um, he's always outshine whatever guest speaker that has been there. And um, I look forward to attending when you know I'm going to get a chance to hear him educate me for an hour to two hours plus. But I'd like to get in on this conversation that y'all talking about because I do think it's real and I do think 
that um, part of the problem that we have as a people is um, perception, perceiving things as they are instead of as we hope them to be. Mm. And one of those things is the illusion of slavery ending. It has never ended. Uh, That White House in D.C. is a shining emblem of that, as well as the living plantations that are white still uh, throughout the South. All that has changed is the backdrop. If you were to write a script in a movie, you know, the chattel slavery, the illusion of you being uh, uh, owned by individuals, that has changed, but as Barbara Maddox has so eloquently uh, uh, taught, that uh, slavery has never ended. You know, the, the the chattel aspect of it has, but the reality is that we are still under the oppression of the cracker beast. The reality is that that White House is a symbol. The reality is that they educate the majority of us. They indoctrinate us into their perverted a psyche, as Dr. Amos Wilson has shown, and I do think the sister's right. Um, the Cracker Beast has shown, uh, um, particularly the aftermath of the Reconstruction period, that they will not obey their own laws in regards to us. And uh, for me, I do think at the end of the day, it is an illusion to, to think that uh, uh, through, uh, I'm going to use the terms of uh, social pressure, that it will have uh, any real lasting effect because it's only an illusion of it uh, until we deal with the source, um, as Dr. Amos Wilson said, uh, neutralizing uh, the cracker beast in this cracker beast racist society. We will always have uh, um, um, samples or, or, or versions, better what yet, but versions of our enslavement. We still speak a slave language. Um, as another example of us being still under the rule of the cracker beast, and it, and it, it ain't uh, it, our fault. I'm just dealing with the reality of where we are as a people, and I just think it's so important that we work on our perception of things. Black power. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you because uh, the Caucasoid has no originality. Like I was saying earlier, they have no originality. Everything that they own, everything that they think they are, everything that they do is that they are trying to mimic what we are. They've stolen from us in so many ways, and they continue to do that. We can't have nothing. Look at the rap industry. Look at the hip-hop industry. You know, you have these white artists coming in, you know, pretending to be, you know, to have swag and to, you know, have rhythm and all that, you know, trying to take up the black image, you know. So they're always looking for things from us. They're always trying to get things from us to empower themselves. And it's always been that way. Look at all the inventions that were created in America by, by, you know, excuse me, by Africans. They've stolen patents for those ideas. No originality. They didn't create anything. These people are imposters. They're thieves. They're robbers. They're murderers. We know this now. So what we need to have now at this point is revolutionary love. And when you have revolutionary love, you will kill for each other. You will not only have each other's backs, you will kill for each other. Mm-hmm. You will stop at nothing to keep each other alive. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a part of Black Panther Party ideology. They had each other's backs. They killed for each other. They had shootouts with the police constantly. They were constantly riding around being followed by police, but they fought back. 
They fought back. They armed the people. They taught the people about their, their rights, about the laws and everything, and then they armed them with guns, and they fought back at the police. We've got to stop being afraid. Right. That's true. And I, I don't um, – I think another thing that we have to be aware of is what um, – caused there to be uh, stagnation in that or be before with the Black Panthers, and that was black traders. I think that is also important. But I do want to say the Cracker Beast did bring something to the world. The Cracker Beast brought disease, un- unbelievable horrors yeah. to uh, humans, uh, Africans, all living things on the planet. You know, they that if they are originate of something, it is the origination of those things. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, they're the yeah, yeah, they're original sodomizers, the original homo. Okay, black you know, power. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And all the rest of that, the original bestiality, bestial man want to have sex with the damn dog, the cat, the rat, and whatever else. But one thing that the queen said that I, I definitely um, think is a, is a very good point to, to be made and I think need to be reiterated is the fact of we don't need to be talking about I'll die for my people. Because dying is inevitable. But what the sister said is you're going to have to be ready to kill. Now, that's something different. That's going to be something different to do that. But everybody got to, everybody going to have that turn up to die. Well, it's now, not about everybody is going to face death one day. It's about It's about keeping our race of people alive. That's what it's about. It's about preserving the future of our children and our youth. That's what it's about. The, the original Black Panther Party, they saw this. They they saw everything that's happening down now down the line. They saw this. Dr. Huey P. Newton and Bobby Still, they were way ahead of their time. They saw these things coming. And they, you know, when they put in the Survival to the People programs, their slogan was Survival Pending Revolution. We provide resources for the people. We work together to provide resources for our communities. We help our communities to stand up, to stand strong, to eat, to sleep, or whatever, to get all their basic needs. And while doing so, we raise their consciousness about how to protect themselves, about their human rights. And so when the police came and they were, you know, shooting at our our forts and shooting at our offices and stuff, our people fought back. We had guns, too. We were giving it back to the police. So revolutionary suicide is is just that it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you're purposely venturing to commit suicide or kill yourself. It means that you see what's happening with our people. You see that what the government is doing to our people, and you're willing to put your life on the line because, believe it or not, no matter what type of activism work a black person is doing, no matter what organization you are in, you're automatically taking a risk, whether you realize it or not. But when you're conscious of this, you realize you're committing revolutionary suicide because at any moment moment you could be put on the line uh, you could be put in a situation where you may have to defend your brother or your sister in a way that could cause you to get killed and it, it's not always involving firearms it can be in other other ways other areas other situations but the reality is we are conscious of that as freedom fighters we're conscious of this that when you come into this movement this black liberation movement, and when you line yourself up with the Black Panthers, this is the risk that you take. You are committing revolutionary suicide. It can happen to you at any moment. That is the understanding. 
But the thing is, you're not going to cower it out, and you're not going to just go and hide in the corner and not defend your brother or your sister. If you see danger coming, you're going to warn them. You're going to do what you can to protect them. You're going to arm them. You're going to help them to arm themselves. You're going to arm yourself, whatever. You're going to do whatever it takes to empower and to protect the community. These are our people. We have children that have to live, that have to go into a future. We have to teach them how to interact with this white devil, these corpusoids <laughs> that are constantly trying to commit genocide on them. We've got to teach them social strategy so that they won't fall into the same trap that we fell into. You understand where I'm coming from? So this is this is what it means to have revolutionary love. You're 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 putting your own life on the line trying to accomplish this. And it's a daily work. It's a daily build. You never stop. You just keep going day by day. That's that's right, Queen. No damn days off. Exactly. That's why I don't you know, I don't believe in this stuff about Listen, we know that there's always going to be traitors in any given organization around any issues, but we know that there's a COINTELPRO that influences those situations as well. There's always going to be some house niggas, and there's always going to be some field niggas. You understand where I'm coming from? But at the end of the day, we, we need people who are going to stand up for what's right. At the end of the day, we need to protect our own. We need to defend our own. White folks... I don't care if they don't disagree with each other. They don't disagree with each other in a way that they're going to be divisive when it comes to dealing with us. They stick together no matter what on I every mean, issue. Don't disagree in public. No chance to the cracker got his thing. He'll disagree in privacy. But like with him and another white person, his disagreement is private when it's, when it's in front of those who are not white. So that's where the disagreement is at. But they all come together in agreement that the Africans should be attacked, you know. So that's the public, that's the public discourse. But they never public, you know. I, I, I've seen it several times, and not only from but from all non from non Africans. Period. I've seen non Africans be in a situation where Africans was around and people were around to be able to observe what was happening. They think that people were observing how they were dealing with each other immediately calmed it down and just stepped off. You know, well, Brother Bourne, they haven't had our experience. You know, they, they haven't been instilled with three to 400-plus years of self-hatred and, and uh, mental indoctrination that we have experienced on that level. And I do want to say okay. that I don't think that uh, bringing up the reality of what made the Black Panthers in the 60s and the 70s uh, would stop that movement and would stop the new Black Panther Party with the leadership of Dr. Khalid Muhammad, bringing up the reality of, of how the Cracker Beast using tel- COINTELPRO always use one of our own to get at uh, one of the, the, the ones that the ancestors have brought here to help bring about our BB Pahodier. I don't think that's divisive. I think that is something that we really need to learn from because as our history has shown us, it is something that continues to snag us up and that we haven't learned how to uh, identify before damage is done, before there's collateral What do you mean by you don't think that's divisive? What, is, what are you saying that's not divisive? COINTELPRO was divisive. No, I'm saying bringing up, me bringing up yeah. uh, the reality of black traders and them being a part of bringing forth. No, no, no. That's not, I wasn't saying that you were being divisive. I wasn't saying that your statement. Uh, in general. You know, I'm just saying in divisive. general. In, in general, I don't think that bringing that reality up 
Um, are you saying niggas. the fact that there are house niggas out there? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I'm talking about the the history of how uh, movements have been able to be stagnated. Um, how you, we've had and we've had, which are now ancestors uh, who once walked upon Jeb, that were uh, leading the forefront of waking our people up and bringing forth R.B. Fahodier against our cracker beast enemy, uh, bring, trying to bring forth the retribution that Marcus Garvey envisioned for us as a people against our enemy, and that all of them have been taken out. Uh, no doubt, uh, COINTELPRO, the cracker beast, is the one who gave out the orders. But it, it has always been one of us that has uh, facilitated that assassination of really powerful uh, Africans who had that warrior's revolutionary spirit, that warrior spirit, and I mentioned like Dr. Khalid Muhammad as an example of that. I say, for so the Malachi traders okay. all the way from right, me. Right. So if we're dealing with revolution, I okay. mean, that's I understand that the reality. I understand that that is a reality, and that in many ways and in many situations, uh, the whiteies did use an African American who was involved in the, in the revolution uh, revolutionary movement. However, um, you know, that cracker beast is very uh, cunning and very nasty. I, I've heard stories of where they impose drugs on people. They impose brainwashing on people uh, through interrogation. They impose all types of tactics on our people. So we can't really say that none of those things came into play either. But at the same, on the same token, yes, there are traitors out there. Do you know that white people have even kidnapped black children and have raised them up to do stuff like this? I mean, that cracker beast is the devil. But at the same time, I don't want to be the one that glorifies this cracker beast because it can be conquered. It can be conquered. It was conquered before. It can be conquered again. I feel like, you know, African-Americans need to just come together and use I'm their not an African American. I'm straight African and I definitely African uh African American feel the crack all descendants is going all to have its end of Africans. That's, I, I do it doesn't see matter. the having its end. Uh, yeah, we're all descendants I think the rest of, of the family over here feels the same way. Okay, know, whatever. At the end of the, the day, at the end of the day, we're all descendants of Africans. That's that's the reality. The point that I'm trying to make, I'm not arguing about labels. I'm arguing what I'm trying to say is that at the end of the day, you know, we're all oppressed and that, you know, we all have it within us to conquer this beast. We don't have to lay down and die for anybody. We don't have to take this. We can rise above this. You know, that, that, that's exactly how I know I feel and I right. think I, uh, the family on this line feel the same way. We've always, our people have always rebelled against oppression. We've never laid down and just allowed the white people to walk all over us. No. You know, since the, the beginning of our existence, in this country, we have always fought against oppression and slavery and all that, and we're still fighting. We're still thriving. We're still living. So as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, we are strong, and, and as far as I'm concerned, we can't overcome this. Now, I definitely believe that we can overcome I don't believe it. I already know that we can overcome it. It's just a, just a matter of work. And not time. It ain't a matter of time. It's a matter of work. So that's what we're doing. We got work, out. dedication, focus, no, creativity. We can do this. Hold on. Uh, we can do this. What was that you were about to say? I heard. I heard you about to say something. Just to come in. And now hold on. Hold on. Before you say that, I just like to welcome everybody.
the, to the line feed on the ground, news, news, and more news. It's open lines tonight. We're just having a, a, a general conversation, you know. Um, come on in. We got the news. I'll see before you what's going on out there, Brother Rahe, Rue, Brother Sue, and Minkara. I'll see y'all out there also. And Brother Cause. But go ahead, uh, come in. Nah, um, I, I, don't, I just, um, affirming your, um, ideology on things is not, uh, done in a means of contradicting, contradicting another or as a means of being argumentative. And I'm 100% in total agreement with the sister I am definitely somebody who sees our victory, know it's coming. I'm confident about it. Our work is definitely important. Being focused is also important. But also undoing the mental slavery that we suffer from because that is the thing that has kept us, uh, a lot of us, at bay right now. That is the thing that has a lot of us believing that everything is fine, that uh, the concept of integration is real, uh, that you're not, your children are not at war when you send them to be educated by your enemy, that there's not an indoctrination going on, and that even uh, revolutionary fighters uh, suffer from the same thing, and that it is uh, incumbent upon us to also make sure we're doing that internal work on ourselves as we're doing that external work. That's right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, uh, I feel exactly what the Queens are saying. Just my two bit. Uh, we got to get the drop squad going first, man. You don't don't neutralize your own enemies. Can I say you one know? more thing, Brother Born? Brother um, Born? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, my, I was on mute. I was speaking. I didn't realize I was speaking. But go ahead. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, um, this is the words. I just want to mention also that, um, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, we have power in our mouths. And we've got to be careful not to keep speaking what the white man has done or what the white man is doing. We need to stop emphasizing that so much and start emphasizing with our mouths what we can do and what we shall do. Because whatever you speak out of your mouth, you can bring that to fruition. And we don't want to, we want to be careful not to keep giving power to this white beast. Because every time they hear what, what we're talking about, when they hear us complaining or saying what they've done or even reacting to uh, their racist behavior, it gives them a leg up in their spirits. You know, they become egotized, you know, and they start thinking that they're bigger than what they are. We got to take that. Let's take that away from them. And let's not do that no more. We're not going to glorify what the white man has done anymore. We're going to begin to talk about what the powerful things that black men and women have done. And what we can do, we need to use um, the power of our mouths to to take that glory from the white man. Don't glorify the white man no more. Who's Don't give him no more glory. No, I'm not I would saying just say, uh, on purpose, Amos unconsciously. On I'm saying unconsciously. <laughs> I'm saying unconsciously. 
because we speak a lot about what the white man is doing, the white man's behavior is, oh, look what I've done. Look what I can do. You understand where I'm coming from? So what I'm saying is that we need to change that tactic and start talking about the powerful things that our people have done, the powerful things, powerful things that we can do. I'm saying we need to flip it on them. That's all I'm saying. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I don't, I don't know what you're saying, in all honesty. I'm saying that we well, need uh, to start on, using sister, empowerment on, language. What hold I'm on, saying sister. is that I, I don't know what you mean. I'm trying to uh, explain it to you. I, I want to explain something explain. before you what know I'm saying is What I'm saying is that we need to use empowerment language amongst ourselves and for ourselves instead of like constantly talking about the negative things that the white people have done. Yes, it's a reality, but we don't have to glorify them, and we're not doing it on purpose, but it gives them a sense of empowerment when they hear us complain and when they hear us react to them verbally. We need to use the power of our mouths to speak power my into sister, ourselves. Um, my sister. To speak I, power into ourselves and use empowerment language amongst ourselves. That's I what don't, I'm saying. Me, well, me sister, for me. Go ahead, sister. Go ahead. For me, uh, when I'm talking or sharing, reading about my history, and when I'm dealing with uh, the Mayafa period, Okay, um, I'm dealing with history that our people are not familiar with and history that I feel that our people need uh, in order to stroke that fire uh, of retribution that is, that is right now uh, a low flame in our people because of their mental enslavement. I don't feel that the master teachers, when they were dealing with uh, the nature of the cracker beast, and in, in, in their relationship uh, to our history was glorifying it. Uh, speaking about the nature of the enemy to your people who are under this illusion that everything is fine and dandy is not glorifying it. And I don't think that's what you mean, but I just want to um, clarify where I'm at with it. And what I mean, when, uh, where I'm coming from when I'm dealing with that history. When I'm dealing with the uh, uh, history of a cracker beast, stopping our people from uh, being able to read for 300 years. And at the same time that that's going on, you have uh, 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 Banneker, you have Washington Carver, you have Martin Delaney as examples, or Nat Turner being able to come within three votes of ending slavery in Virginia, showing that our people did fight back because they're not being taught that by the cracker beast. I think that's important, and I don't think that's glorifying that monster. In fact, it's showing that it's a monster, that it's lower than you. Well, that's not what I was saying. Ultimately, what I was saying was that, um, yes, we know these these realities have happened. We know that these things are realities. But I'm no, saying, too many of our people do not. That is the problem. That is what I'm saying. That, that's you're why not, you don't you don't see a clear picture of, of the the what I'm trying to communicate to you. What I'm trying to communicate to you is that. Um, even though these are realities and even though these things have gone down in history, we don't, we don't have to emphasize them so much verbally. And I'm saying that when we do that, the white man takes that and uses that against us, and it becomes a source of empowerment for them. Even though we're not aiming to do that, that that happens. What I'm saying is that we need to flip that and start using empowerment language and stop giving them what they expect. They expect us to flip out 
when the police start acting stupid and start doing inappropriate things. They they expect us to start screaming and yelling and shouting and, and, and jumping or whatever. We need to flip that and do the opposite of what they expect. That's all I'm suggesting. I'm not saying that and are we going to there's no reality. Because you're mixing apples and oranges. First you, you mix speak you for first. yourself. But that's well, what I, that's what I'm doing, sister, like you speaking for yourself. I, that's what I'm doing. You know, when you just mix uh, <laughs> our people uh, – Go taking to the streets and destroying property with the first part. I didn't say that. You're property. putting words into my. You know what, sis? I okay. think you need to be quiet uh, now. You're things. pissing me off now, and I don't want to argue with you. Um, that's. I can't help how you are feeling emotionally. I'm not coming at you in that kind of a yeah, way. Yeah, but you're putting but words into my mouth. But I am dealing with what I'm now. hearing. I didn't so if, say I'm, all if that. I'm hearing incorrectly, my 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 bad. Pardon self if I'm hearing incorrectly. Okay. You are hearing incorrectly. That's, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. Part itself, right? But I've now. already explained myself like three times. If you just keep going back, you're not listening. No, I am, and you're, maybe you're not hearing me because I'm disagreeing with where you're coming from. Hold on, you listen. Maybe you need to stop objecting. I think you're talking to the radio. Confusing me too. Can I object real quick? Confusing me too with that because it's not like you're saying don't talk about it. No, that's that's just yes, I mean, not getting said, what I'm saying. I didn't say don't talk about it. I said no, well, I'm not saying don't talk about it. It's important. It's important to use empowerment language to empower yourselves. That's what I'm saying to you. I'm not suggesting that you don't acknowledge that there's a problem. I'm not suggesting that you don't acknowledge that we never talk about it. I'm saying we need to flip that and stop using language that empowers the white folks and start using that same language to empower ourselves. Okay, yeah. Give an example. Of that. Can I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want an example? Can yeah, I, I just want an example of what do you what do you mean? Okay, for example, when a white if a if a white cop approaches you and, and falsely accuses you of doing something and acts like he wants to handcuff you, don't react emotionally and tell him what he's doing. Because when you do that, because when you do that. That makes him feel strong. That makes him feel like he's accomplishing his, you know, his goal of, of irritating you and, and oppressing you more. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I got to hold on. Hold on. I'm saying we need to start using the opposite of, in other words, start, stop, start doing the opposite of what they expect. You know, use our minds. Use our minds. Use our minds, our intellect to trick them, to do what they don't expect us to do. Don't use the don't 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 constantly talk about the negative. Talk about the positive things that are happening to African Americans. Dwell on the positive things that we can do and the positive things that we need to do. Um, what I'm saying is that there's too much emphasis on. We're speaking too much about what's what they're doing to us, and it's giving them power. We have to stop doing that. We need to start talking about things that will give us power. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything extra. You understand now? Do you understand where I'm coming from? So this, this, what I'm saying is not meant to be argumentative. It's okay for you to disagree, but it's not to be meant to be argumentative. It's, it's meant to give you knowledge that will empower you. 
Well, I feel like I have the knowledge to empower me and that what okay. you're espousing you um, don't, don't work for me. And I just want to know where's my revolutionary love right now. Because when I first was saying what I was saying, I made sure to say that I don't think that's where you're coming from when I describe what it meant to me when well, I'm talking about yeah. that history of our people and how I'm also showing how we were superhuman to endure, you know, because that's information that our people don't have. And in my perspective of it is one of the reasons why, as a whole, we have been dormant and don't see the cracker beast as our enemy, don't feel like, as a whole, there's a blood debt to be collected building on that revolution. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Well, well I can tell oh, you see, this. So I didn't cut I you off. You I, I, was, I didn't do none of them things like that. Uh, I can tell but you this. Okay. I will say this. Revolutionary love has nothing to do with your emotions or mine. Well, it has everything to do with action. I don't agree. Hello. Who cares? Hello. It's not about you. Where's my revolutionary love? Well, honey, you go ahead with your revolutionary oh, self. I mean, really, man, to me, man, can y'all hear me? I can't, I, can't, I can't get with that trying to outsmart these cracks. I know, because so, you don't see the whole picture. And you know what? You know what? I, mean, I, can y'all hear me I don't have time for this. Can y'all hear me now? Can y'all hear me now? I never cut you. Hello, can y'all hear me now? That's it. I can hear you, brother. Can y'all hear me now? All right. I've been trying to get in. I don't know what's going on, but I will say peace on this conversation, my nigga. Yeah, now, I'm trying to get in. Now, I'm hearing the conversation going back and forth, and it's um it's going into the wrong realm right now. Now, I hear Sister Worth saying that, you know, um we shouldn't give power to the beast who steadily expounded upon um the things that he's doing wrong to us. Uh, Sister Camille is saying that by um, a lot of our people are really not understanding what is going on to us. They see it happening, but they're not understanding the exact context of what's happening. So if we must speak on it because if not, they will never be able to see exactly what's happening, especially dealing with the Ma'afa, is especially what she sounds like. She, um, is, is what I heard her say she was dealing with. Now, I really want the um, conversation to not – um, go keep going north, but I'll say that from what I hear the people saying, um, and I'm speaking to Sister Worth right now, from what I hear what Brother Tim just said, and um, he was saying that when the way that it sounds like what you were saying is though is not to speak on them at all. I'm not really getting everything because, like I said, I was in and out trying to get in and out, trying to get into the um, conversation, but uh, I really don't think that we have too many things that we disagree upon, and I think that this is something that uh, I'm I'm hoping is more of a misunderstanding than anything. Uh, it's a misunderstanding. But, Brother Tim, what was you about to say? Because I wanted to hear what you had to say real quick. Well, I just wanted to cut in real fast and get everything, um, you know, calmed down some. Okay, dude. But all I was saying is this, and we done tried all kind of ways to come at these crackers. We done tried to outsmart these motherfuckers. We done tried to goddamn me be docile. We done tried this and this. Man, now it's time to come right at these motherfuckers, man. You know what I'm saying? I understand what the sister's saying, but that's, you know what I'm saying? It's not logical to me. You know what I'm saying? To to not talk about 
how they how they have done us. I mean, we just come from Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they tell us that the story would not have even been known because nobody wanted to talk about it. You feel me? So I'm not understand. I can't I can't dig that. I can't I can't understand that. If that's not what she's saying, then I'm sorry. But that's what it sounds like you're saying. If you say, "Don't be verbal about it," what? How am I going non-verbally tell these crackers how they done done my people? You see what I'm saying? What am I going write a book about it, or am I going draw a picture about it? Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? We coming right at these hoes. Peace. Black power. That's how that's how I'm going to tell. So since it worked, I, I know that you could hear exactly what he was saying now. If you'd like to address that, then we can move on. Sister Worth, you still out here? Oh. Nah, she caught an attitude and rolled off, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think she's still out there. I think she's still out there. I think since the work's still out there. I, I don't know. She was in New York. I think she's still out there. Since the work, you still out there. Your mic open. Everybody mic hot right now. I'm telling you, nah. I seen her hang up when she hung up, bro. Oh, all right, all right. No doubt, no doubt. We want to make sure, every, you know, everybody want to hear exactly what everybody's saying, and we got a right to. The, if we don't, if, if it feels like it's something that we disagree with, or we don't have clear understanding, you got a right to ask a question, and then and question it until our understanding is understood. That's what that's what we got time to do with each other tonight. You know what I mean, we family. That's what we got time to do with each other. We should be doing that. Working on our communication skills. We still got communication. Motherfuckers always want to be right, Brother B. It ain't about truly building or nothing like that. One no real revolutionary love show. So you ain't really about that life. That shit's just lip service. I didn't like, I I really wanted to get in because I didn't like how... Well, she, that's why I called for my other... Hey, don't be telling my queen to shut up. Yo ass, you lucky you even talking right now. fuck wrong with you? Nah, I didn't like what, you know, I didn't like... But she said to Brother Tim, like, as soon as Brother Tim um, spoke, she was just like, yo, he just don't know, like, he don't know what he's talking about. Like, he's just, like, like he's just way off. And, like, that's not, hey, you don't talk to that. You don't talk to your brother and your sisters like that. You know what I mean? That's not, in the way she said it was He's talking of, down to us. Like, yeah, like you, 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 down, you, you extra smart and shit, and we just stupid. Because you talk to Bobby yeah. Hill, you know everything. Shit. Yeah, she spoke down, and, and like, listen. Um, I'm no disrespect, a, but tell Bobby make me a hamburger. No, listen, listen, sir. I'm not a fan of Bobby Seale, so I just was like, I'm not no fan. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do it before all the years. I was I had my head off in the pillow for a second. Uh, I heard a little bit of the blatant disrespect. One, uh, it just shows how no matter... You look at the different organizations and different movements that are supposed to be for BB for Hodier, and if you can see how we clash on the most smallest differences. But I will say this: is the sister presented herself as being a leader of a Black Panther organization that I've never heard of. That's one. 
Uh, second thing, Bobby Sill is an agent, so I don't really want to hear anything that comes out of anybody's mouth regarding Bobby Sill. Take that Love you, brother Haru. Love to. you, brother Haru. Uh, at the end of the day, I really don't give a shit um, about anything that Bobby Sill puts himself in, in part of in, in movement and movement and uh, according to Hua Bibi uh, all of the so-called head honchos that Bobby Seale was in movement with, those that are dead, I have not heard of any stories of Bobby Seale putting in any work for his dead comrades, which makes him sticking out as an agent of provocateur even more. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, whoever that sister was, you do you. You move with your organization and you teach the rhetoric and ideologies the way that you see fit. I will say that a true leader listens to a people. A true leader doesn't cut off a people. A true leader doesn't down talk a people because in order to lead, you have to listen to your people because that's going to give you the intel in order to gather and rebuild and strengthen your army. Uh, so with that being said, you know what I'm saying, there's a lot of red flags there. I heard a lot of uh, contradictions out of a mouth. Uh, I don't know anybody that's part of a black power organization that refers to all people as African Americans other than Moors and other uh Kiana groups or organizations or whatnot. But if you know, we're not gonna always agree on things. We're not gonna see things eye to eye. But if you can't come and build with your African people that are in the same fight as you as one, then you know and, and, and you put it out there that that was what you came here for. But your action speaks different, so take a, take a chapter out of your own book. Shit that comes out of people's mouths is just words, and words have no value whatsoever. The only thing that counts is your actions, and if your actions and your words don't count, it won't take long for me to, you know, drive off in my lane and leave you in yours. That's all it is, man. Uh, you feel any way you want to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it could have went a whole nother way. I'm glad that it yeah, this, 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 yeah, this sister going to do her. She's going to do her thing. You know what I'm saying? She says she leaves. Uh, um, she says she at the UAM on a regular basis. You know, um, we'll find out. You know, we'll find out. We'll find out. That's how, you know, I don't know what, what was what. You know what I'm saying? But, um, listen. People got different perspectives, man. Respect, you got respect all the Africans, man. You know, that's the only reason I, I respect you as an African. You say you're building, you're doing things, you rock with the But hold up, yo. The sister came in and she disrespected uh, Khalid Abdul Muhammad by saying that she doesn't recognize there being a new Black Panther Party. So, whatever issues you have dealing with our great general, rest in peace, Khalid Abdul Muhammad is one of a personal issue. That shows the separation and division because to me, Khalid Abdul Muhammad is one of the greatest generals of all time. You show me one other general out of your movement or that's within your movement now that has a greater role or responsibility and who has done more for his people in this time and age right now. And I'll wait, you know what I'm saying? I might turn old and gray by the time you come forth with an answer, but I don't think it'll happen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to downplay nobody. Say that. I'm, I'm glad you heard it. I'm glad you heard it. I was moving around trying to get myself settled in. I'm glad you heard it. Uh, and I missed that. Yeah, regardless, I heard her say she was with the UAM. You know what I mean? When she first came on, we stopped it up. I said, all right, then. You rock with the UAM. 
You know what I'm saying? Since I'm going to be cordial. I'm going to be cordial. I'm going to be cordial. Now, if you get caught out anywhere, bro, that's right. Hey, that's you. I'm going to be cordial. So you say you ride with your way, you know, you ride with automatic. I'm going to give you a pass if you fuck up. Uh, in regards to the UIM and the great uh, Bob of Maddox, uh, if we could, can we get the Bob to come in? Because uh, I would like, I would like for us to do uh, a real in-depth look at uh, when we are in our revolutionary duties and we are kidnapped by the white supremacist system. Uh, to give us, you know, some good resources and tools to where we're able to build. Uh, some type of system or structure for us to be able to see that our brothers and sisters that get kidnapped during the uh, revolutionary work so that we have a way to make sure that our brothers and sisters get home safely. And uh, dealing with him having such a high knowledge of the legal system, uh, providing us with tools and resources that we can utilize and build off of the people. Now, that's the conversation I want to have. I'm not trying to sit here and argue over what group you belong to and whose ideologies are right and whose ideologies are wrong. So we can build and put actions forward and, and, and use a lot of less words and more actions. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll get a lot more uh, better liberated results. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm going to end off on that. Uh, family continue to build on, you know what I'm saying? Try not to test people out today, you know what I'm saying? You know, it took an oath. I tell y'all, if y'all, um, if y'all did, if y'all did order, what you call it, right? If y'all did order the uh, book by Dawah Yisrael, the printer's finally, we finally got somebody to print it, the last printer. Didn't want to give them all the books because they got pressure from putting the book out. And now uh, you know he didn't have pressure all over the place. So he finally got some printers to print. And he said my book would be in the mail. So I'm on my drink to come right now. So you know we'll bring that brother back on and do a nice book review. Let him get it in real nice for us. You know we ain't. We ain't jumped on that rock in a little while, but we'll definitely make sure we, that we touch that up. Um, also, um, we're going to have the uh, Lone Star RBG come in because, you know, as uh, as you all know, it's less than 90 days to the RBG weekend, less than 90 days uh, to the RBG weekend. Family is already out there somewhere, and um, hopefully y'all all are gonna get the chance to travel out there to the DFW and get it in with family, you know, and have a nice, um, you know, it's gonna be a nice affair. From everything that I heard, don't bring your meme up. You ain't got to bring all your books with you. Leave your books at home. It ain't about you know, you know what I'm saying, bro. There ain't nobody out there testing each other knowledge. You know? Come together, have a nice weekend, but be ready to build because there will be a building session for the family where we will, um, you know, we come together and just try to codify some things as is um, new Africans. So, uh, you know, I definitely look forward. I definitely look forward to that.
brother, let me see. The wild young young boy, um, Brett Carr on YouTube put out some new videos. Um, put out some new videos uh, with Melbourne Ketchum. Uh, uh, quick, ah, oh, man. Let me, uh, Watto, uh, uh, Credo Watto, and, uh, uh, and somebody else, somebody else. What? Got a video, uh, very good, very good up there, dealing with, uh, hominids. They don't care about you. 
They're breaking the law. And they don't want to go to school. They don't care about you cracking Jesus. They don't give a damn about no Muhammad. They don't nothing. They got tattoos on their face. They don't give a, they don't want no job. They not they, they damn I ain't it's not I can't find no job. Don't you see all these tattoos on my face? I don't want no job. Period. I'm out the system. You know what I mean? And so what we gotta do, we're gonna have to wrangle these youth in, man, and really put some work on their mind about who has actually perpetuated the system that keeps them killing themselves. Because if not, they're going, it's going to be this cycle that we're on. We got, this is the reason why we got to make sure the peace is on the, always on the cookie. Just to always put some pressure on them. You know what I mean? And make sure we tell the tale correctly. So we cannot tell the tale in the manner of our life that our, that our people can come back and say, look, see, we are our own word in it. And that's what they do. If you don't put the uh, you don't put that onus on that beast. Now that was the one thing that I, I agreed with him was he called him the beast. I agree with that. I know I agree with that. He called him the beast. And so, um, with that being said, though, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at looking at uh, just just the Congo just popped out, but that was just you know one hot spot. And what they got going on in Chicago, this is something that else bothered me when I seen that about Chicago, right? You got 56 people shot, right? Not one lead. Not one lead. They said they didn't have one lead to not one shooting out of 56 people shot. I said, now, what kind of shit is this? The hell is this? What kind of shit is going on in Chicago? Is this the police shooting people now? So normally you get a lead on something. Come on. Now, who the hell shooting the people? You ain't get one lead. Out of 50, 50, who shot? I said that shit a long time ago, yo. Like, when all this shit in the Town first starts fucking off, because the police out there, they got their own little gang unit, uh, side little groups, a task force that they use to go in and they do ethnical cleansing sweeps on the youth out there. Because it's ironic that you got that many deaths and that many murders. Y'all want to blame it on them going at war at each other. But you see, there's one thing that Chicago and Cali got in common, and that's gangs and the way that the white supremacy beast deals with gangs. So we know that, you know, the police assembles and, and, and groups and form their own gangs and go through the streets, and, you know, they do their dirt, blaming it on other gangs to fuel wars when they're the ones out fixing them in the youth. You know what I'm saying? It's just ironic that we stay, our people have a tendency to let the media brainwashed them right back on in the seat. It's like that shit sitting there rocking them and they on singing rock by baby, you know what I'm saying? And see, that's where we come in. That makes our job more harder because we got to make sure that we fight all these different tools that's rocking our people to sleep to keep our people awake. You know what I'm saying? Because if our people keep falling right back to sleep, that snake going to walk right on up and bite them right on the ass. Uh, you know, that's definitely true, man. We got, you know, the thing about the gang task force, you know, that's something that it has been implemented all over the nation. We have a gang task force here, and they're pretty much just like any other uh, gang task force, you know, uh, overly weaponized, overly militarized, I would say, beyond uh, weaponized, but overly militarized, uh, very highly aggressive, known to... Um, Take something from here, put it over there. Take a little from you, give it to him. Uh, take your 
money, put it in their pocket, all these type of tactics. No, um, we don't have the same amount of killings by police here. We got a smaller population. You know, the police brutalize the shit out of you here, but we don't have the same amount of just, like, outright murders that you have, you know, go on in other cities. You know, a city such as New York, where, you know, several million people, you have a uh, larger uh, concentration of people in smaller uh, smaller uh, areas where the likelihood of that is more common. You know what I mean? But that doesn't, um, you know, that doesn't negate the situation that we're still dealing with that same brutalization by the task force. That's the same thing like in Detroit. Detroit has some of the same type of problems that you would find in a city like Chicago and a city like L.A., Detroit, with its own dynamic of losing all that car industry, which really put the people there in a dire dire street, you know what I'm saying, because the majority of the working class people were Africans in Detroit, and they worked at the, you know, they worked at the plant, with the closing of those plants, that, just, that destroyed that, that whole Detroit, land, Pontiac, all that stuff, just, just you know, um, desolate, and that, in, in that same place you find the Cops killing. You know what I'm saying? Like they do. You see people just dying. Uh, Detroit, they had 30, 30 murders over the weekend. I mean, 30 shootings over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Them high numbers, man. Them high numbers for 30 people to get shot, and they only get shot in like a small section of the city with black people at. Those the numbers. Uh, high when you start to break it down to how many people are actually in the area and all that. Find out by accident. All right. Okay, let me find this other article. Black Power, what's going on, Sue and Mekara? Oh, that's right. He coming, uh, he might be coming from school, so. But I'm doing well. Though. I'm doing well tonight, you know. Uh, I see my pops in a little while, you know, a little bit of time, and he came up, and uh, he came up and you know, snuck up here, checked me out. He's looking good, you know. He's feeling good, you know what I'm saying? He's going fishing tomorrow, so I said, all right, that's a good thing. He you know, drove a thousand miles to go fishing. Cause I seen him today. He leaving tomorrow. He's like, well, I'm out tomorrow. Are you out tomorrow? Yeah, I'm out tomorrow. What for? I'm going fishing. Bam. So 
So well, that's quick. But he, and, you know, he'll be back down though. But you know, it was, uh, you know, I, I felt good though to see my father. Man, I ain't seen him in a, in a while. Man, it always feel good, you know, to see him. I might try to take a, a selfie with him and shit like that. You get him to jump on the mic. He was tuned in a little while earlier. Oh, man. Um, well, remember we were speaking on, um, did I put the article in the chat room last week about the Ferguson protesters um, who were getting paid to protest? Black Power. No, I didn't um I didn't see that. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put an article in the chat room. Let me see. Article in the chat room real quick. Yeah, it's not working for them. 
I can't get the work right. Uh, work right right now. But uh, anyway, as I said, you know they got a, a bunch of people protesting. They mad. They mad. They didn't get paid, right? But interesting, right? Um, the boy, the Ray McKesson, I just seen him, right? He was like a teacher or something, and he got into like doing the protest, right? And I always. It's on, like, I've seen them, and so on, like, what they call black Twitter and everything. They got all the, you know, people who just be all over the place doing different types of stuff. So he wanted the people who was out there first, right? So I had um, followed them, you know what I'm saying? So now, right now, they're saying that he was getting paid to be out there protesting. So now I just seen them, though, the other day on, like, CNN, maybe? Fox? One of those news shows, it's just a news show. But he wanted the most vocal and like one of the leaders. But I, when I finally seen him, like viewed him and heard him speak, I swear it sounded like he a punk to me. I don't know. He might not be, but he sounds. I'm gonna say he sounds soft. That's what he sounds soft. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I was like, damn. Hmm. So that was just interesting just now just to read that he appeared. Um like 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 a paid protesters. What the hell is going on here? Oh. Oh. Right. That's what this is. <laughs> thousand dollars a piece to go protest at uh, in Ferguson. Get on four G's to go protest out there. Twenty different people. I guess uh, you know uh, what was their job then? And these other people, what did they get paid to do? What was they paid to do out there? That's my question. What were they paid to do? And the other thing is, as our brother Lil always say, you know, we always got to be watching what the hell is going on. Because they're always setting up the show. Well, Brother Bourne, you remember when, I think it was, when it first popped up in New York after Eric Gardner, you were like, how the hell they get those placards professionally done so fast? Yeah, immediately. This is for sale. And it did, that took me out. Immediately, this shit did. Where you get the money to do this? George Soros, Acorn, huh? Acorn, Acorn, Acorn. They do the they do the political shit. Acorn. They the ones who got busted, um, driving in voters. They got busted driving in voters. I think they're like a bunch of Indians and type shit. Driving them in, busting them in the boat in places where they ain't live at. That just, that just, that interrupted the hell out of me just now. What? He wasn't, I'm talking about, he wasn't the most vocal. Always, everywhere. Yeah, that's why you so vocal. You getting paid, man. I'm cracking to be out there, nigga. You don't do your job. Your cat. 
Brother B, Brother B, remember I told you, man, you can never get on TV unless what? <laughs> you go for radio, newspaper, all that, man. Don't play yourself. Yeah, nigga, you got to be part of the script, nigga. Not on no shit like that. Not on no shit like that, nigga. If you did, if you planted a garden or some shit, nigga, and they just put you in the news, oh, he planted the garden, yeah, okay. Nigga, you on about... You, you, you speaking on the politics of what's happening. So you giving the direction. You know what I'm saying? You doing the direction for what the people think. What about everybody else think? This is what's going on. This is how we feel about it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Remember when I was telling you it's kind of hard for me to explain it because, goddamn, everything is that. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking everything. It's all around you, man. Mm-hmm. So that should verify what the fuck I be talking about, man. Yeah, now, nah, yo, listen. And if I, you don't, I don't know what else to tell you. I knew you were telling the truth then, but then you know, it's all, look, nothing's better than proof. <laughs> yeah. You hear me? You hear me? Yeah, yo, 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 yo. Check, 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 check. Check, check, you hear me? Check. I got you loud and clear. Oh, all right, man. I don't know what's going on, man. My phone is going full out here. All right. But, you know, that, that was very clear. Nothing better than, you know what I'm saying, solid evidence, that proof positive. I mean, it's on, it's everywhere, man. All you got to do is just connect the dots, but it's, it's Every goddamn propaganda, that's what it's for. It ain't your propaganda. I liked it. That's why we got to be talking about the cracker. We all always put out the propaganda and the cracker ain't shit. That's, man. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I was stuck at work. I wanted to go bananas because you got to understand, man, this cracker do this shit for a reason every day, nonstop. Yeah, this shit is real. And your ass want to stop. See, that's why I posted that thing about feel-good history. Dr. Amos Wilson goes, no, nobody study Amos Wilson. That's a parent. You feel me? All these conscious people walking around, ain't nobody studying no Amos Wilson. It's just mind-boggling. Man. You want to talk about black-on-black violence, you need to talk to Amos Wilson. You want to talk about the shit the uh, sister was saying earlier, you need to listen to Amos Wilson. Any shit you probably talking, guess what? You listen to Amos Wilson. He done iron that out. You got no choice. People need to humble themselves and stop thinking ain't no fucking everything. And probably go check Amos Wilson out sometime. Oh. Oh, no. I got to take my phone to the shop. Oh.
agent, Agent Zero. It was all that. You remember back in the day when I had mentioned, um, we were seeing Mike Brown and all that. What did I say? Did we see any blood? Man, you got to watch everything. See, hey. motherfuckers don't realize they'll make a movie in front of your face. Yo, <laughs> oh, that's the thing about the South Carolina. Yo, that South Carolina shit, son, which funny is, I, I, I definitely, on, that South Carolina, man, something funny about that. Just listen, man, real quick. They got crisis actors. <laughs> Reality is the new genre. That means uh, regular motherfuckers pretending to be actors and, you know, lights, camera, action. Let's go. They'll set up a couple scenarios to set up some drama, let the film roll, pick that shit up. Got a new, got a new number one series. And dumb motherfuckers all biting it. It's real shit, man. I work in this shit. That's what they do. Nine <laughs> Eleven was one of their very best action movies. Shit, going to the moon? Tell me what was in the movie. Huh? What the fuck was in the movie? Everything they do, goddamn, uh, shock it all, huh? They just look at the movie on how they drop bombs over back there. First, they let motherfucking outcast come with the soundtrack, and then they gave you the movie. Yo, I had never seen nothing as crazy as that shit when they bombed the rack. Come on, we're going to do shock and awe. Played it on every fucking station so you could watch them drop bombs all over this goddamn city where it didn't even look real. You just looking, what the fuck is happening? Like, what the fuck? Yo, that that was that right there. That showed that yo, that showed the depravity of the of the beast. The beast is sick. Uh, he put that in there to psychologically damage you, regardless of that happened or not. You don't know if that happened or not. Don't so look like it did. And that's all he cared about. But, you know, I'm going to just say, man, you can't believe everything your eyes see, man. Um, they got holograms. They all got, got all type of shit you don't know nothing about. You saying that about the holograms. They were, they, they've already been experimenting with them, at least with the public, with the suit dog on stage. I mean, the Tupac, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they already experiment with that. Yeah, it's just a trial run. Not only that, uh, Xbox got, like, new, man, they got new technology, man. They got the virtual reality game and shit, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, and like you know, if we get some technology, they mean the military, got a, they already had it for, like, 50 years. Yeah. Yo, I've seen the military, yo, son. They got a suit that make them, and that make them invisible, virtually. Yeah, that yeah no, it's that, that camera cloak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit, the suit covered in uh, CPU processor chips. Whatever they stand next to, it's like a mirror. Yeah, it so was like what's in front and behind it, so in a mannerism that you, you can't Yeah, a camera. Right? It's a camera that gives you optical illusion. 
Uh, the military had that shit for a minute. Man, that's why I play video games, man. Y'all, how the fuck you gonna know? How you gonna know? See, y'all, you, you don't understand propaganda. See, you don't understand propaganda, man, at all. Then you gotta understand what they use Call of Duty for, what they use Halo for, what they use video gaming for. What's the target audience? Young men, young men of what? Warrior age. Hmm. You know what? Though? That shit's a recruitment tool. You look at the new cameras they got on them shits, right? Why does that shit monitor your heart rate and all that shit? But when they recruit you, not only will they know your skill, they'll know your health as well, too. Is he healthy enough to be enlisted? Okay, let's check. What, what games does he play? We've been monitoring his health and his heart rate while he plays games, so what What condition is he in physically and mentally? Yeah, they show okay. just psychology. Yeah, we're, we're going to send out, they'll send you emails. We're going to send them emails, and then they come knock on your door. Well, fucking recruits. Now, they'll check you out, right? And that heart monitor, it'll test your fear level. They'll know your psychology through how your heart rate going. You know what I'm saying? They know what's popping up on that screen, so they know what the fuck you're seeing. So they know what you're seeing, and then they'll see how your heart reacts to that shit. And we got the ones who... Who made for it, the ones who not. Let me check this shit because your, your posts give off how you feel. Whether or not you calm or whether or not your eyes nervous, perfect. The first thing you always just got to understand is that all technology got is, is for military purposes. All right? Once you understand that, you could you could flow through everything else. If you don't understand that, you're going to overlook and miss everything. Everything is military. Okay, the top surgeon is what the general search. All right, ain't ain't no games over here. They they all about their military. Yo, that's the same thing with the um CDC. That's military. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All that is military. Every that's how they roll. The the medical the medical department got formed for the military after the war. All this shit is military. Everything, everything. My father told me that a long time ago. He was like, he <coughs> about that Bluetooth and all that. <clears throat> My father was in the army in the seventies. You know what I mean? Me in the army in the seventies, and Germans had that shit in the seventies. So you know what I'm saying? And he's like, "Yo, listen, man, all this shit y'all getting, man. He said, man, that shit is twenty, thirty years behind." He like, "Yo, every year y'all go up, the military moving like two, three years, man. Y'all can't keep up with the military." He's like, "For every year that the people doing." He said the military might advance the information from three to like five years. So that's where all the tax money go to, man. All your tax money go to the military. Weapons and research, or compute anything. <laughs> that's what we don't understand. We really don't understand the nature of this crack. This crack is. Like Bob Maddox said it correct. They speak fucking military. They speak legalese and military, which is all war war language. Mm-hmm. But your ass want to get up there and meditate. You want to get up there and say, if we just speak nice to each other, 
Do you hear how these crackers talk to each other? Yo, motherfuckers, do you understand that they don't like each other? You feel me? No, you don't. You just over here yapping. You just you you just you just being a parakeet right now, saying what the propaganda wants you to say. You don't know nothing. The crack ain't united like that, man. That's one of the biggest lies out. They all got their own agenda. They just got one. If we was on point, we was on point. We could do divide and conquer on their ass. This is easy. It's not easy. Yo, it's easy. Yeah, because they ready to fall into it. They vicious anyway. They vicious creatures anyway. So they attack. They attack their own. Of course they do. So that's all they do. All the torture tactics, everything we go through, they got practice off their own. You understand? You better understand that. You motherfuckers don't understand nothing about the cracker come telling me that we did everything. Listen, he's a dummy, and I can't listen to dummies. I'm talking about, fuck this cracker. He ain't do nothing but murder everybody and everything that moved, even his own mama. And had sex with the dead body when he was done. That's the cracker for you. Mm-hmm. Black power. The beast. And that's the problem. So um, you got to talk about this beast and don't be doing that feel-good history, patting yourself on the back, thinking all oh, this shit is all good. Motherfucker, it ain't all good. Shit is all bad. Not this has been a public service announcement by crackers who like necrophilia. Put the body in warm water and pass the KY, and the cracker will fuck that body. So I'm going to get the rigor mortis kick saying that locks K-Y. on his dick. Breaking news. This just ends on African news. Crackers found rigor mortis kicked in, dead bodies locked on their genitalia. Must be surgically removed. That's probably from the flood. And shit. Months ago, maybe about six months ago, three crackers just went to jail for having sex on top of two dead black men. Okay. What? Son. What the hell you just say, Brother V? Son. What you say, man? It probably was less than six months ago, son. Fucking three crackers got took into jail. They killed, they brought two brothers over to their house, killed the two brothers, and had sex on top of their dead bodies. Just like the beast. What do you say about shit like that? I'm speechless over shit like that. Look, these dumb motherfuckers think they're going over there to have sex. I don't want to even call the brothers dumb, but God damn, they're trying to go have sex with the beast. End up over there with their goddamn ass murked. The crackers already planned it. Planned on murking them so they could have sex on their dead bodies. This was the plan. What an accident. By <laughs> chance. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. 
It's <laughs> crazy, fam. Uh, you know, that's the nature of the beast, bro. I mean, so the motherfuckers, <laughs> they done the plotted by this for about two weeks, huh? They just said, all right, today's the day. We're going to do the shit. I mean, what did you say about shit like that, man? Like, goddamn. Like the general said, like he does in his work, he exposes who the fucking beast is. You need to know. You got to understand what you're up against. And I'm in total agreement uh, with everything Brother Little said. And this makes me think about what Baba Maddox says. He says, you need a bachelor in your history, right? <laughs> you need a master's in law and a doctorate in military science. No doubt. That's why I'm working on my doctorate right now. <laughs> Speaking of the cracker beast, Brother Bone, I don't know if you saw this shit on Facebook. Well, you got this old cracker beast. <laughs> it was in the um the group. Oh, I've seen that crazy. <laughs> he got the paint has painted on. <laughs> Yo, the piece is crazy. Goddamn turning the map upside down. I mean, every goddamn thing they do going to be upside motherfucking down. See, uh, we got to hate this motherfucking beast. That's the fucking problem. Niggas don't hate the fucking enemy. Man, ain't shit going to change if you don't hate it. You keep being content with this motherfucker. you like, oh, it's cool. Oh, it's cool. You know, that's how they are. You know? And now fuck that. That's you know, a fuck problem in my opinion. Y'all listen. Oh goddamn need to be need to be spreading hate or put a cracker around this motherfucker. 
I need to be the goddamn relay. You come over here, nigga. You need to get get that feeling, nigga, of uh, hate for the cracker in your ass, nigga. Oh, ain't no kumbaya over yonder, motherfucker. Hate that cracker. Kill that cracker. Whoop that ass. Black power. We can't be content, man. We cannot be content. That's the fucking problem. Like, man, uh, come. I'm going to get you sucker, right? That nigga, when he went to go see the revolutionary uh, motherfucker married to the cracker beast, he said, what happened to the revolution? Brother's got job. There you go. End of discussion. <laughs> Made him content. Once I make you content, all right, all right, uh, 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 queen, what does Steve Coke mean? What, 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 what's the formula for a threat, queen, according to Brother Steve Coke? Capability plus intent equals threat. So they know we're very capable, correct? Mm-hmm. So long as they fuck with our intentions, we ain't never going to equal a threat. Like power. Mm. So money is fucking with your intentions. They can never fuck with your capability. They know you are more than capable. Their only job is to fuck with your intentions. And that's where, that's where we ain't passed the test at. We don't got the proper intention for this cracker. Therefore, we are a non-threat to the cracker. Until our intentions change, the game well, ain't nothing going to change. The game going to remain the same. We must change our intention, our will, our motivation to kill this and destroy this motherfucker. Then he know it's over. There ain't nothing he can do. He can't, if motherfucker can't stop your capability, he can only fuck with your attention. That means he already know he lost. Y'all, y'all, I just seen a, y'all, this is what I'm talking about. Y'all, we just talked about the, um, about the police, right? And, uh, we just spoke on, you know, Chicago and all that, right? Now, I just seen a dash cam video. White boy, middle of the street. Broad daylight, whopping off, plain regular clothes, with a fucking trucker cap on, dumping in the middle of the dumping in the middle of the street at somebody. Mm-hmm. Now they're calling it a gang banger shootout. But I'm looking at this white man, and I'm like, nah, that's not gangbanger. Yo, but I'm going to send it, because I know y'all going to be able to uh, y'all gonna be able to look at this and say, nah, that's going to look like no gangbanger shooting, shooting goddamn uh, stance. Because they don't Sounds like that okie doke they pull with. Remember the riders in Baltimore, and then you see the pictures? Fucking Cracker Beast. Now you come to find out that Cracker Beast were cops? And they're still in? 
hold on. In Baltimore, there was the white cops got caught stealing. Sister, come in. Yeah. Is that fine? Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm right. I'm, I got to see. I didn't even see that. I missed that one. Oh, I missed that one. But it's crazy. The first thing, remember, the first thing that came out was the picture. Mm-hmm. Don't know what store it was. They had hoodies on, but you saw the white hand. Yeah, you, see white. you saw some white faces. Right. When, when you got a close-up on the pictures and shit. Then, like, three weeks later, it comes out that these were cops. As usual. As usual. You know, the usual suspect. Hold on. Sure about that, but um, 
Yeah, I know they saying like, you know, a couple of the rivers out here is getting pretty full. Um I know whenever we was traveling to Oklahoma, it's it's kind of it's bad out there. We was traveling out there on on Sunday. Um, a lot of those rivers and stuff we was passing the lake, it was almost up to the damn road. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing that, you know, it wasn't really raining like that out there as we would have had a hard time coming back. But, um, I mean, as far as what I see out here, because right now we're in Dallas, um, I mean, it ain't really that bad as far as, you know, where I, where I see. Is my king out here? I know he was up here. I know he did. I know he did some traveling today, but I don't know what he's seen. But I know it's bad in Houston, though. Yeah, I seen. I seen in Houston. Half is this water got so bad. Half is coming from up under the ground. You said what's coming up from underneath the ground? Uh, casket. Damn. Yeah, the coffins is floating around. Dang. There's so much water to hit down there. That shit done washed out the goddamn graveyard. Damn. Yeah, that's bad. But yeah, it's been it's been raining for um I know every day since last Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday has been going every day. And then before then, we had, like, maybe two days uh, break, and then it rained, like, the whole week before. So, shit, them trenches can't take no more. Yeah, I don't know. Since it's over flooded, the ground can't take no more nothing. Yeah. So, basically, mostly what's being destroyed out there is just all crackers and all crackers, right? Fortunately. Keep <laughs> <laughs> stirring them pots and keep the juju on you. <laughs> See, look, nature hates the crackers so much, he don't even want their dead bodies in the earth. Mother Nature pushing the cracker and the coffins from off the ground. Get the fuck out of here. Black power. The usual, you know, nature going to attack who it's supposed to. Um, waiting for good old tornado tornado season. You know, Yo, brother, hey, Rue. That's because they ain't die hard enough, brother. Good old tornado coming. No, don't worry. Good old tornado season coming. And tornado season will be going right up Tornado Alley, as usual. And we'll see at least six whole towns. Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. That tornado should be real? That tornado alley real? Yeah, that shit real. Oh, yeah, them tornadoes coming. They coming. They coming. White folks' whole city will be missing after this summer. Believe that. That shit real. That shit ain't no gang. They fucked up. The land too low for not to be no food and shit like that growing out there. Then get that mix of wind. Hot and cold air. And because ain't no 
Like, it ain't producing. Like, it used to be the bread basket. And it used to be the tornado alley. But once it starts, all them animals stop not being there, all the vegetation stop not really, really being there, and mess with the atmospheric pressure. So it's easier for it to um, create tornadoes. And they come right through here and tear that shit up, man. Coming soon. Now, all, all Mama Earth is doing is, you know, uh, Father Gab, however you want to put it, all it's doing is, though, is just saving them all for us. We've got work to do. They're just trying to hold them off every once in a while. Shake up the economy. Well, you know, so they try to freeze out the New York, mess around, and D.C. got froze out. Yeah. Sit back last night. Yeah. We're going, uh, let me see what else I got going on. I got another story. Um, that's a story from Cleveland I wanted to read. Let me see here. Cleveland police agree to rein in force under Justice Department agreement. The city of Cleveland has reached an agreement with the U.S. Justice Department intending to rein in the use of force by officers in a police department that has, been, that has seen several high-profile shootings in the past years. Under a proposed 105-page consent decree, which still must be approved by a federal judge, the Cleveland Division of Police will ensure that officers are properly trained on use of force and that the uses of force are reported and reviewed. An independent monitor will report to a federal judge on the progress the city makes. The agreement also requires the city to establish a community policing commission, reform existing internal affairs offices, and create a new police inspector general. This is really a defining moment for the city of Cleveland. Mayor Frank G. Jackson said at a press conference, adding that all police officers in the city will have body cameras by the end of the year. Oh, man, this is going to transform our police, Cleveland is police for years and years to come. Far more than just talk. Under agreement, officers will no longer be allowed to hit people in the head with guns. No or use neck holds and will be required to administer first aid after using force. Officers would also need to use de-escalation techniques whenever possible or appropriate and will be prohibited in most cases from using the taser as a pain compliance tactic in close quarters as well as from using force against persons who are handcuffed or restrained except in extreme circumstances. Y'all, listen, right? Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, before I even keep going, this is bullshit. Y'all, listen. This shit that the cop, you just don't do that. The shit that they said, look, we're going to stop them from doing this shit. This shit, what the fuck was you doing? Y'all telling me you let these motherfuckers pistol with people. You telling me this was not against the policy. Police come out and can pistol whip your ass? Because that's what they saying. We can't hit you in the head with the gun no more. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> like, where did it come from? Who the fuck is this? What the hell was y'all doing there? Now we're going to finally send y'all to some appropriate training. We, we you know, we figured it out. We need to train these officers first. Now you ain't saying so. I don't know what the hell were they doing before this. Because okay. this sounds like the regular shit they supposed to go to. So how the fuck is this y'all agreed to do what? Send them to the shit that y'all supposed to send them to in the first place? And even that ain't going to make no motherfucking difference. I'm just, you know, just trying to go along with the story. I'm just going along with it right now. So we're going to send you to learn de-escalation techniques. You know, uh, we're going to give you first aid. Uh, let me hold on, hold on. Okay. The police, this time the police, they're going to ensure that you... You hear that in the background, Brother Boyd? Huh? Hold on, what you say? Do you hear that talking in the background? Oh, yeah, I, I hear that's like somebody... Hold on. Is it quiet now? Yeah, I hear it's quiet now. No, I hear that. That's it right there? Yeah. yeah. I, just heard, I just heard it, yeah. Yeah, that's somebody got the... Somebody... But at the same time... Look at this record. I don't know exactly. Approved by the federal judge. 
with the, the, the Cleveland Division of Police will now ensure that officers are properly trained on use of force. And their use of force are reported and reviewed. Now, when the fuck is this not happening? You understand? What, when is this not proper to report any time you beat the shit out of somebody? Whatever you do to them, how is this not proper? We ain't got to report that. And then if it is reported, now they got this. Now you know what? We're going to make sure they review now. What the hell? Y'all wasn't even reviewing it? Okay. Let alone you weren't reporting it. And even that they got reported, y'all weren't even reviewing it. Because then now they got to tell you this is what you're supposed to do. If I'm to take this as serious, this is what they're saying. And they have the audacity to tell us about it. Yeah, we've been doing this shit. So I'm saying, look, when, when I read this, this is under the agreements, officers will no longer be allowed to hit people in the head with guns. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck kind of backwards-ass police department is this? And I'm just thinking, like, you know, I understand where we live in that. I understand and all that. But goddamn, man, how is the rule that you can pistol whip the goddamn, grab the grab the alleged culprit and pistol whip him? Now, you, you, ain't nothing better. Because they ain't talking about hit him in the head with the baton. They say you can't hit him in the head with the gun. So, no, you still get your head whooped with that baton still, I guess. Unless they probably had that. That probably was illegal. Can't whoop you in the head with the baton. You know what I'm saying? So there's the police that say, fuck it, we just pull the pistol out and whoop them with that. But how is that not a violation of uh, my civil rights? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let alone, uh, most importantly, because we don't get human rights, but human rights too. Like, how is that not the police going beyond uh what is considered lawful in regards to um, a, a citizen, you no. know. So that's just like absurd. Yo, fuck the whole Justice Department. Yeah, no, this is just a computer. Check this out. What they really they saying that look, it's not that they violated civil rights. They didn't do nothing illegal. It wasn't illegal because they didn't have no regulations saying they couldn't do it. No, I get that part, but in terms of federal. Right, so why does whoever have been the acting attorney generals never do nothing? And and this one in particular, Eric Holder, who has been there for six years. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, they don't obey their own laws on the federal level. I'm, uh, you know, I'm baffled as hell because I can't believe that they actually saying, but we have to tell the officers not to pistol with them. Brother Moore, can you send that to me? Yeah, I'll put it in a group. Because that sounds just as bad as uh, the Justice Department report on Ferguson. Mm-hmm. 
know, I'm bucked out. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what do you mean? The other shit that you read that had me uh, bugging too was when you said, they now going to be required after whooping on my king's ass, whooping him half to death, to provide first aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what that mean? Are, are they going to be taking uh, nursing classes? Uh, 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 yeah. EMT classes? EMT? What the fuck kind of first aid they gonna get? So that's more money, uh, uh, uh from taxpayers. To pay for them to kill you, <laughs> to not keep you alive, because they sure as hell ain't. Listen, man, ain't no cop gonna shoot you and then bend down and give you no mouth to mouth. That ain't gonna happen. They're not gonna beat the shit out of you and then try to bandage up the wound. That shit is not gonna happen. You know, another thing coming. You might find one Dudley do right out of 3,000 cops. You might try something like that. And they'll make a movie about that one, give them a TV show. And make you think all cops is just like that one. Paul Winslow. Mm-hmm. Every cop. See, the worst thing for that is that just shows you the, 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 the Negro cops. These house niggas here, man. To know all this shit? Mm-hmm. To know all this shit? And you just roll with the punches, huh? <laughs> you got. And when the crackers turn on you, don't come back to the hood. Stay your Negro ass right there. That's what I be talking about, man. That shit is that's just terrible. And you got the lawyers, you got the judges, you got that whole shit. They couldn't live in that house without us. That's why the law can't change. If the law change, shit, they lose. They they lose the house. They lose that Mercedes. They lose the uh uh-uh. uh. That can't happen, nigga. You shouldn't be on drugs, nigga. You shouldn't be this and that, nigga. You should go to school and do this and that, nigga. You should be like me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
That's the fucking problem. Again, you want what Whitey got. You don't got no hate for the cracker. Content. Disgust me. So many of us just bought and sold. We just, <laughs> damn, this is it's pitiful. From Melakites all the way up to right now. It's just, they're just disgusting, man. And how many excuses going on? I mean, what excuse you got, man? What What is a valid excuse? You ain't know. Word. So you get to go off scot-free, ruining all our people's lives off that excuse? Damn. What the hell is that? I think it's that same shit from before. Hey, God damn, I tell you. I muted them out, so I don't know how the hell they did that thing with the same noise. They do. They hang up, call back, just to have somebody talking about Yo, them. mute your mic, home team, whoever that is. Whoever that is, you got to mute your mic. We can hear what's going on in your background. I see young ladies talking. No, maybe that was the wrong. Because he's still muted. Somebody else. I don't know who playing Duck, Duck, Goose out there. Shut you, but shut your joint down. Now, all right. But, yeah, man, it goes to what my queen was talking about earlier, man. Fucking traitors. You know, uh, you gotta handle that. You know, that's just that. That's step one. Yeah, oh, look, tornado in. Tornado at the at the at the line up there near Mexico, Mexican at the border. <laughs> If memory serves correct, don't those uh, winds originate off the coast of Africa? Yeah, a lot of that, um, a lot of the tornado season, hurricane, like that hurricanes and stuff that come through the hurricanes, especially. Yeah, right. The air current originates from. Uh, yeah, they come through that, through that, uh, from from Africa, by the one through the Gulf Stream. You know, I was told that it's the ancestors coming to get them. That's how I would like to look at it. <laughs> you know, right? Why not? Just like I'm because the to... people were flooding in Texas, they seen the wild people in Houston flooded out, whole city underwater, damn near. People having to sleep on the on um much water. Hmm. 
is this California Assembly. The California Assembly passed legislation Tuesday that required that would require faith-motivated crisis pregnancy centers to provide comprehensive information about reproductive health care options, including abortion. Oh, shit. California Assembly going to tell the, all right, uh, people got a, a, a little thing where they talk to you about, you know, uh, having a healthy baby, and they really want to do good, good health with people having babies. The assembly just now came down on them and told them they they gonna have to teach the kids that the, the, uh, a healthy option is abortion. Don't tell me we ain't at war. Hmm. And you can bet they'll be pushing that all up in the social service building too. Uh, uh particularly on our people when when they go up in there. Yo, they mad because the, the, the health service people telling them that getting abortion caused breast cancer and shit like that. And the abortion people saying that's wrong. They shouldn't be telling people that. What the fuck? Yo, listen, man. I tell you. Don't trust this fucking beast. Don't trust nothing that they fucking say. Take it as lie first. Don't trust them. We got to get our children and not trust them. I'm telling you, I'm just, ah, oh, man, this is just, uh, they, to just, yeah, how they, how they play, how they portray that it's okay. So abortion people saying it, look, you know, you're wrong if you tell them, you know, not to. Making the people have to put flyers up saying abortion is an option. Uh, 
anything going on that we want to talk about, that we want to uh, make sure that we know about. This Thursday, come on in. Though we definitely got something hot going on. We will continue our, our conversation on relationships. All right. Well, uh, let me see. I'm going here. That's the fly around. That's what I thought tonight's show was about. It was going to be about, I'm sorry. Oh, tonight? Yeah, I thought it was going to be about relationships. No, that's Thursday. It's going to be Thursday. Oh, that's uh, Thursday. My bad. Yeah, that's Thursday. Oh, what the hell? I'm looking for Hey Rue, uh, uh, the flying Hey Rue printing got me looking at all this other wild mess. Hey Rue. You, yo, man, you make some wild flyers, man. Which one are you looking for? The one I did earlier today or the older one? The one on Thursday. That'd be early in the day. I had a bat or something on it. Oh. That was not. Oh, nah. Oh, me when I was fucking around. Uh, Yeah, that that one did have a bat on it. Yeah, we're going to... We got um, this thing came Thursday. Uh, Feet on the ground will be uh, will be our relationship show. Then it affects the slavery and the relationship between the black goddess and black king. Uh, Queens, come join us on Feet on the Ground Radio for part two of putting solutions and actions until we see growth change. Thursday, 6:30 p.m. 6:30 Pacific time, 8:30 Central, 9:30 Eastern. Uh, leave all emotions at the door. So that'll be this thing tank Thursday. We'll uh, be getting it in nice. So family, definitely make sure that y'all just find your way in the place. Be in the place telling the truth about what's going on. So we don't want honesty. And I know the Africans ain't afraid to be honest. So we're going to get some good, honest conversation and make sure that we move forward. We're building, uh, you know, repairing the, uh, repairing the cracks in our relationship. I mean, so we're going to be building a better bond between the black man and black woman. That'll be Think Tank Thursday. So definitely come in and uh, get this thing rocking. I'm not going to talk about these other other folks, and maybe we might get them back, might not, see how they do. But if not, we definitely plan on doing some disaster preparedness. Uh, I spoke with the brother Little, and the kid with the brother Hey Rube, we plan on putting together some summer disaster preparedness and also uh, a militarize your home for up under a thousand dollars. We want to see if we can put together a handgun, a rifle, and a shotgun for under a thousand dollars and get our people on. So um, 
With that being said, don't worry, uh, anybody have anything else that they wanted to put in? Uh, yeah, you don't mind. Uh, you'll call on the line of night as if you were listening by phone, computer, or whatever you need to listen to. Whatever it is that you are part of, within our goal, the liberation, and the fight, you know what I'm saying, to see our people get freedom. Um, just take tonight as a good example of the degrees of separation amongst ourselves that we are going through and they're actually using as a learning tool to provide solutions to build bridges to these degrees of separation. Um, if you are one who is uh, not a part of any organization who is seeking to join and, and things of these natures or turning you away, just remember that no matter what it is or no matter what a person stands for, that in a lot of situations that does not change the individual, that does not change the mental side, that does not change and make them any different from the person that they were before they took this stance. For those that are lost and, you know, never fully awakened, you have those that are stuck between the paradigm of their old self and new self. So some would say higher and lower self. You have those that do it just because, to be honest, the the whole cake team, Muttercracker Bees, to further cause separation and division. Just remember that you can't always judge a person or accept a person by the words that come out their mouth if the action isn't behind it. Don't let those that are, you know what I'm saying, that portray things in a fucked up light or in a fucked up way. And don't let people's ideologies confuse you, you know what I'm saying? So with that, you know, on an ideology tip, find what works best for you. We try to provide the best sources of information for the people to educate themselves. We don't deal with the sky pie and leaving you with your head in the cloud leaving you with your head in the clouds, excuse me. We try to keep all our family grounded with two feet planted firmly. So with that being said, I'm gonna leave out the same way we always come in. Uh, praise not Turner, glory to Glory. Lord let the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Glory to Harriet Tudman, peace to Fannie Lou Hamer, and long live the spirit. Uh, actually, I messed that up. So anyway, if the family can correct it for me. I'll get confused sometimes, but let the family correct it for me. And the ancestors forgive me for my actions. Black power, peace. Please, Harriet Tudman, glory to Ida B. Wells, and long live the spirit of Sister Fannie Lou Hamer. Be before you. Crack it in the trunk. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.